to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front, a podcast where four people with a slight amount of authority sit down and watch movies and talk about them. In this case, we're going to be watching Ghostbusters, so be it a downloaded file or a DVD or VHS or Blu-ray that you have, pop it in, press play, and then go ahead and press pause after the Columbia distribution logo fades to black. The first frame that you perceive to be all black after that logo fades down, pause your DVD or whatever, and in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. And when I say unpause, I'll unpause and you'll unpause, and we'll all watch this movie together in perfect sync. Sitting here on the uh, the couch with the uh, requisite snacks and booze for the uh, the Ghostbusters commentary are the regulars, Brian Finifter. Whoa! Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello, everybody. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. What the? So, so, so gentlemen, <laughs> now that we've set up our pause-unpause point, let's give them a second to get ready, and, and let's talk a bit about this movie and what it means to us, because mm. I don't have much of an opinion on it. I think it's funny. I like Bill Murray, but I've only seen it once or twice. Uh, but I understand that most people really like it, and in, in, in one person's case at this particular recording, one person really likes it. Uh, but we'll get to Michael in a second. Brian, what do you think? <laughs> I, I love it. It's, it's one of those things I grew up on, and you know, it's I love it because it wasn't a comedy to me until I hit a certain point, and just you know, magically one day it, it I got it, and it turned into a comedy. Uh, but it's still a, a great movie, I, either just as a story, as a drama. I, it's not really the right word to use, but as a comedy as well, on two entirely different levels. But it's been with me, you know, my my whole life. So that's uh, me. For 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 me, this isn't this isn't one of the things I grew up on. This is the thing I grew up on. Like Ghostbusters came out, I was a year old when it came out, and it was the first movie. <laughs> what? It was the first movie Wait, that what? I that I saw in theaters. Um, and I I saw it like. <clears throat> I must have seen it like three, four times, and then we got it on home video and stuff like that, and I was just obsessed with it. And, it, you know, and they, they brought out the the uh, cartoon and the toys and the whole thing. The and, cartoon. And oh, my God. I just I, remember the cartoon. Well, I remember both cartoons. <laughs> I remember I was God. too young to understand the difference, and I'm like, how come on this one they've got a fucking monkey? As <laughs> yeah. as and why is the one guy blonde all of a sudden? I don't sudden? understand. I'm so confused. But um, that one kind of – the filmation of Ghostbusters kind of – uh, frightened me as a child, to be honest. But um, as did the real Ghostbusters. They had some scary moments in that cartoon. More so than the movie, I think. But uh, Ghostbusters uh, was also the first script I read. It was the, the first script I found online. And uh, a, a fan Ghostbusters 3 script was the first script I wrote. Wow. Really? So, so everything kind of comes back to... Yeah, I, I, I've so this is been it. a Ghostbuster probably... Like a quarter of the Halloweens in my life, <laughs> there you go. at least, you know. So this is this is. I just love this movie. Wow. What movie? What year did this come out? Eighty four. Eighty four. Okay. In, in eighty four. Yeah. In 80, what do you think? In in I like I like Ghostbusters a lot. Uh, and in eighty four was before I started to really start to get some decent jobs in the creature effects business. So so Ghostbusters was. A movie that I saw, and I go, yeah, I still want to do that sort of thing for a living. And and but it was before I'd started to do that sort of thing for a living. Although later, a few years later, when, you know, I started to get into that kind of business more in like eighty seven, eighty eight, and when I started to do movies myself. And 
And, and I met a lot of people who'd worked on Ghostbusters and that was like super cool. Like, wow, you worked on Ghostbusters. That might be awesome. And I, you know, and just as I, as I meet people who think it's cool that I worked on the abyss or, or whatever. And it was, I, I was geeking out over like, you worked on Ghostbusters. That's cool. Oh, that must've been so great. Cause I, you know, that would have been, it's to this day. I mean, here's a whole new generation sitting on the couch with me. Who, if I was able to go, well, you know, I worked on Ghostbusters. You guys would be all like, "Oh, oh my you god, you were on Ghostbusters!" I was shit my pants. Exactly, it's like, <laughs> right you know, here and now. So you know, I can't cl- make or that probably, claim. Probably, you know, years ago when I first found that. Exactly. Out, still- <laughs> Hopefully now you wouldn't. But uh, you know, so but but so you know, I, I no, I'd probably still be like, "That is so cool." Yeah, that's every like time it. you brought so it. So the closest I can come is I, I have I know people who have worked on Ghost who worked on Ghostbusters and and uh, I have so I have Always some sec- dropping names. I have right. some secondhand yeah. stories that I can tell as we go. Uh, a couple of cute ones, but uh, the. It's a it's a it's a great film. It's a well made film. Now, of course, the the guys, the main actors here, you know, Ramus and and Aykroyd and uh, to, and uh, what's that other guy, Murray, Bill Murray. Um, to me, the big deal about Ghostbusters from my generation when it came out was these guys were already huge stars. These guys were like, you know, it's it's, it's Aykroyd and and Murray from Saturday Night Live. They were awesome on Saturday Night Live. And Ramus is from Second City Television, and that's the greatest syndicated comedy show that's out there right now. These guys were like the gods of of comedy on television right then, um, and not so much in movies yet. This is one of their big. This is the the movie that made them all kind of big in movies well, they as were, well. They were around. I mean, they, uh, Murray and Raymond did Stripes a couple. Years yeah, but before. that was not a huge hit. That was kind of a cult, you know, kind oh. of kind of frat boy hit. It's, it's hard to tell now. Exactly. Like, oh, Stripes! I, I saw but, Stripes, and Stripes yeah. is also great. Um, and uh, you know, it was a big deal among like my you know. 20-ish set, Stripes was big. But Stripes was not a huge, you know, mainstream. Ghostbusters hit everybody. Kids, elderly, you know, people in the wheelchairs were going to see Ghostbusters. It was a monster, monster hit. It was the... The at the uh, at the time it was the you know we can look it up but I think it was you know the top grossing comedy ever maybe and like, yeah. maybe if you if, no, you, it absolutely if was. you adjust for inflation then only Animal House beats it you mm-hmm. know but uh, so and and as I recall uh, wasn't John Belushi was supposed to be one of the Ghostbusters but yes. he, but he unfortunately died and someone else had to take it over but. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's a it's a huge. I think he was going to be the Venkman role. Yeah, it's a huge it's a huge role. movie, and it's a great movie, and it holds up. And man, it's a good thing he died. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it might have been a different. It would have been a different. It movie. could have been a very yeah. different movie. Um, the and what are, I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've read the script. Yeah, and a lot of the I mean the concepts and stuff like that, and there are funny bits in there, but. Most of it comes from Murray. It Most does. Most of it is him. And Murray, this, yeah, this is you, totally you, Murray's movie. You know, Murray is completely ad lib and nice oh, yeah. what he says, and that's and that's what you hire Bill Murray to do. Um, but the other thing about Ghostbusters is a good textbook example of something we've touched on before, and I'm sure we'll keep coming up. Even though this is a wacky comedy about the supernatural, uh, we've said this before. It's, there's a plot going on. It's it's faithful to its own plot. And the Jeopardy is real to the characters. No matter mm-hmm. how silly the movie may be and what goes on on screen, to the point where even they're parodying themselves by having the giant monster at the end be a marshmallow man. Spoiler. But, <laughs> you know, it's still a threat. I mean, the marshmallow man is it going will to destroy... still kill them. He's going to yeah. destroy the universe. So, they, you know, it's, 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 it's what we've been talking about. Is like the people often miss that a comedy needs to actually still right. be a story about characters. It's drama yeah. with jokes. Is what, and, and Ghostbusters is a great example of it. Classic, classic movie. 
This is another uh, this is another movie that we all seem to actually like, and it's weird we don't actually do that many movies that we all <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, they're not as interesting to be like, oh, that was so funny. Exactly. Yeah. God, this movie is only one of my favorite so movies this, of all yeah. time. This could be one of our lamer commentaries. Yeah, this is going to suck. Out. So just watch the movie and turn off this commentary. <laughs> but I tell you, some, some of the effects, all the effects, the effects were mostly done by Boss Film, a company I had the pleasure of working for uh, before they went under. Um, but uh, not on this film. But uh, Boss, a lot of the effects hold up, and some not so much. The only some ones I can think of that don't. don't hold up are the terror dogs when they're stop motion that yeah. is when Bill Murray yeah when Bill yeah. Murray's getting chased that's the only part that really stands out for me yeah but, but uh, I think there's a I couple of other bad comps in fact as I recall the very very first comp in the movie is kind of like a whoa not so good it's the t- it's the statue looking over the city oh with, yeah yeah with a transparent rough. tooth that's that you can rough, see the yeah. you know we'll like, get there we'll, well get there we, we didn't have that. we didn't have that. we didn't have that technology so in those days so in the uh, the commentary we've been talking for about 8 or 10 minutes we should have you uh, you should be queued up and you should be ready to go and if not please pause this commentary because we're going to move forward as if you were because, you so, know, it's, it's late and we'd like to go to bed. So yeah. let's just go. <laughs> Get out your DVD uh, remote. Do we have to watch the movie? I think it's all there is. Yeah. I'm not sure if we even have subtitles on, but I'm like, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, I can it. make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know the lines. And prepare to press play. Here we go. Three, two, one, and pause. Okay. The, this movie kind of sucks already. We skip the Columbia lady, but... Um, uh, I associated Columbia with Ghostbusters for like yes, as did I, as and did the I. Statue of Liberty before they decided <laughs> to take to to take over the Statue of Liberty in number two. Just because she kind of looks like a Statue of Liberty lady, I'm like that's obviously Ghostbusters too. I guess I wasn't alone <laughs> well, in making that association. Well, the, the Statue of Liberty lady is Columbia. I mean, that's it's Columbia, the gem of the ocean. That's uh, that's mm. it's you know, it is the same mythology just used in two different forms. So. You're not off base there. Right on. That looks like the library from Indiana Jones 4. I, th- I said that. that. We were talking about that. I'm pretty sure it is the same library. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. now, now, it starts off with a very nice, uh, I'm, is a practical effect, uh, yep. you know, and a great one it is, too. With this, the uh, with the books flying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. This, this is the... Uh, the this um, is just a documentary about how poorly they treated actors in the eighties. Right, <laughs> just to throw books at her. This is a fan—I mean, a fantastic. And that's that's interesting how because are they, they, doing that? they talk how are they doing about that? Just, they're just on straight. It's, it's like called wires. Line. It's like a perfectly still. That, it's, it There's was no a, vibration. It's, really. it's, I believe actually, it might have been. We can look it, it up. It must have been supernatural. Yes, it's right. Yeah, no <laughs> human would <laughs> fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan Damage Aykroyd. Ray. Dan Aykroyd, by the way, is kind of a weird guy. Oh, he's like, totally he into the paranormal. Actually believes he believes in all, all of it. Stuff. Kennedy assassination, really? conspiracy, UFOs. Everything. I saw him give a. Uh, uh, I saw him hawking some uh, crystal skull vodka. Have you seen yeah. this thing? And he goes into the whole mythology of the crystal skulls, or crystal head vodka, sorry, but yeah. it's, it's modeled after the crystal skulls he's, and stuff like that. He goes into the whole thing, and it's like, he totally believes You name this. it, he believes it. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of what he says in this he movie- He is it, ready to believe and it. And in another movie, Sneakers, um, you know, he'll be doing riffs on uh, there, and where he's basically just riffing out of real life. He's actually saying what he thinks is true, all about conspiracies and government things. Um, the other possibility, I, I, again, I didn't work on this movie, but um, it's quite possible that the, they could have been on uh, panes of glass, so we could look at it again, but- you could uh, do it a slide like that. No, no, they were, they were on they were on wires. They're on wires. Just, you wires, may have read you, vertical wires. You may have oh, read no. you may so have read just more. Just little. There's just like uh, uh, yeah. clotheslines, just yeah. straight through. It's how we used to do things in movies. <laughs> I always thought it was interesting that they broke Ghostbusters into two lines there. Even before I was like into typography, <laughs> ghost, typography ghost or Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Venkman, Burn in Hell. <laughs> I, think that's, <laughs> I, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's sort of right there. It gives you a gives you a a, a hint. Mm-hmm. This guy always reminds me of Rick Moranis. Yeah. 
I, I wonder if that's on purpose. Bill Murray kinda... is just so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can, I love this... he can do all the serious roles he wants, mm. but at the end of the day, it comes down to this and Groundhog Day for me. I, I love this bit. What, what, what I, oh, Groundhog Day is fantastic. Groundhog Day is another great film. Um, actually, not a great film overall, but if you like Murray doing Murray, uh-huh. uh, Scrooged, yeah. I'm going to say, Scrooged is another one where he just does this, where it's just like, okay, Bill, we're going to point the camera at you, be, and be a we want you to be Bill Murray for two hours. Can you handle that? Yeah, I got it. What I love about this is that, is that he actually... When he explains what the experiment is, he's actually not just being a dick. Like he is because he, he says um, he's, he's testing the effect on uh, po- uh, negative reinforcement on uh, psychic abilities. So basically the test is to see if by, by punishing this guy, he can make him more psychic. That's yeah. essentially what except, he's doing. Except the problem is that even when the guy's right, he punishes him. And, yeah, when, and when the girl is wrong, he, he doesn't punish yeah. her. So That is the girl from Ferris Bueller. Who's, who's, no, uh, is yeah, it? It's got to be the girl. From, it looks exactly like her. There was only one blonde actress in the 80s. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's not Elizabeth Shue. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not. She looks exactly like the girl who did the uh, sister's boyfriend's girlfriend's cousin's thing at the at 31 Flavors last night monologue. She looks, or maybe it's not her, but a girl in Ferris Bueller. Listen, as someone who was there, uh, all the blonde women in the 80s looked like her. That's 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 what they all looked like. So. Oh, maybe you're right. I'm pretty sure I went to school with her too, but I don't think it's the same girl either. A couple of ways you, did you see yeah. her? Technically, it was three. It wasn't a couple. It was three. <laughs> yeah. I love this little bit, this tense little moment yeah. Yeah. with the high piano and stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's even like, "Yeah, do it." His gum keeps falling out. Yeah. Which, when I was a kid, I, I like thought, how I thought he was, was paying the volunteer. But <laughs> yes, yes. It's, if you're if you're being paid, are you a volunteer exactly? Negative reinforcement on the ESP ability. Yeah, which is true, and which is a, a true stupid experiment that's been done. <laughs> um, you know, there there are people who actually will say that. Well, if if ESP tests come out less than chance, then that means there's ESP going on. Because if there wasn't something going on, then it would be chance. That's not you know. how statistics work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you know, anyone who like wants to do these kind of experiments and and a lot of and claim that they're true don't understand don't understand many things. So. Dan Aykroyd's crazy, huh? Oh yeah, weird. Yeah, this well, or or the only sane one. <laughs> but uh, but no, in real life, well, that's unless right unless there. he's been doing a, like a twenty year shtick, you know, like mm-hmm. like he's like you know out Andy Kaufmaning Andy Kaufman here by by making us believe that he believes in a lot of batshit things. Well, I think based on based on his general ideas, like like Ghostbusters, if if. Ackroyd had been left to his own devices, it would not be the film. Ghostbusters wouldn't be a comedy That's so much. why I'm not very excited about Ghostbusters 3. No, he's not doing mm. it, though. Isn't, uh, isn't it Ackroyd that's, that's manning the whole he, thing? Ackroyd wrote a script for Ghostbusters 3, and everyone was like, wow, Dan, oh, no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, see, Dan, you're treating and, uh, this like it's serious. And uh, Yeah, exactly. It's like, Dan, you don't seem to understand the movie that we wound up making. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and that, of course, is the problem with a lot of other series that come back after a while. It's like you seem to have forgotten what the point of your series was, <laughs> or or what what it wound up being if it's different from the original point, you know. Um, but actually, uh, everyone kind of rejected it, and he was the one who was pushing for it the hardest for a while, and then eventually, even he kind of gave up. And then um, when the there was a YouTube video that got out uh, of that was supposedly a Ghostbusters video game. Was and, it? Uh, well, no, it was it was a mod for like Quake or something like that, but oh, okay. it was it was modding. But everyone went ape shit. They're like, "Oh my god, a Ghostbusters video game!" And and uh, Sony sat up and were like, "People still care." <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. 
Like, and, and they looked around, and then so they're like, um, we'll do a Ghostbusters video game. And everyone's like, woohoo! And they, so they were like, oh, okay. And then, um, Let, let's try this. Everyone came back to, everyone came back to do the voices. Like, everyone, even Bill Murray, who said he would never get involved with Ghostbusters again, he's like, fuck it. If all, all I have to do is the voice, then I'll do the voice. Yeah, and, Bill Murray was in Garfield, for heaven's sake. Yeah, yeah and, man, and he, seriously, dude. And, fuck but, you. But, yeah. he was like, but he was like, no, because he had a really bad experience with Ghostbusters, too, which we can get into later, because I kind of, I, I feel for the guy on that one. But, um, he, uh, he basically said, you know, I'll do it because, because Aykroyd saw TMNT. The new animated Ninja Turtles, and he was like, "We should do Ghostbusters three that way." And Bill Murray was like, "Fuck it! If that's how we do it, then I'll I'll be Venkman. I'll do the voice. Why not?" <laughs> um, and so when they they came around to the video game, they're like, "You know what you said about the animated movie? We can do a video game." He's like, "Okay." And then he he came out of that. He's like, "I love this character. <laughs> I, I would do it again." And uh, so and Sony was like, "Hmm, hmm. chin stroke," you know, <laughs> and uh, they. Uh, they basically uh, uh, kind of circumvented, uh, like, Aykroyd and stuff like that, and they went to some writers from The Office and went, will you write a Ghostbusters 3 script? And uh, Why? I think that's a good choice, to be honest. I think that's a good choice. Um, it's a pretty good choice. And also because, you know, maybe Murray's not going to write a script anytime soon, whereas guys from the office will go, when do you need it? You know? Right, right. Yeah, well, I got a lunch just, break. Uh, the PKE yeah. meter. Oh, I've, actually, I've actually, fucking toys. I've, I've, so held, I've held that device in my hands. Awesome. That exact right. one? Yeah, I've worked with it. It's, it's like many well, props. It's, yeah, it's shown up in everything. Like many props that, uh, you know, get made for movies. It was made at a company that then rented it for movies forever after, so... Actually, not uh, the, one of the first movies I did get into uh, was a, a low budget, low budget Cormany, you know, sub Corman film. Is, this is so. This is exactly like this is really <laughs> this is Dan Aykroyd because he sits he sits here yeah. and goes, "Oh my god, the, the yeah. books are stacked." The books is, and, 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 and Bill Murray with the Bill greatest line of all yeah. time: "No human." <laughs> it, I mean, which is my answer to ninety percent of what people say is paranormal phenomena. Yeah. It's like, oh, you saw a light in the sky. Wow, yeah, that I'll, couldn't happen. I'll alert the media. Did we um, already? I think we already missed my favorite line, which is yeah. when uh, you say, "You know, this is exactly like the time you tried to drill a hole in your head." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have worked. worked if you had to stop me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. such a brilliant retort. Yeah, it's a, it's a great line. The um, the one ectoplasmic that I, residue would be a great name for a ska band. That is good. The, the the one that always gets me is when people go, "I found a mysterious blob of light on my photograph." It means <laughs> it's just like, okay, you're done. Next. Um, I love how it gets gets the shit like <laughs> yeah. on him. Now this isn't like this isn't even acting. Now this, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now I know from having done movies like The Blob not long afterwards that that's that's almost ninety percent sure that's that's a com- compound called ultra slime, which is actually sold in big buckets and or and or you can mix it up. It could be methicil, which you have to mix from uh, from a powder, um, and it's just stuff that you just don't ever want on you. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sure you're right that uh, Murray, Murray is not acting there. And and you're talking about how Murray had a bad experience in Ghostbusters too. I don't know that story. You can tell it, but I noticed what I noticed about Ghostbusters too is clearly uh, Mur- Murray had it in his contract. He's like, okay, I'll I'll do the second one, but I will never ever ever get slime on me because the recurring joke in Ghostbusters too is Murray, no matter how dosed the other two guys get, <laughs> yeah. never gets any slime well, that, on that's, him. That's a joke towards the end of here with the the marshmallow yeah. too. Like everyone yeah, else, he, is fucking yeah, everyone's covered, dosed, and, and he's, he's got like a little bit, a little cosmetic. <laughs> Exactly, you know, and that's and that's fine. It works as a joke, but I'm telling you from experience, like that crap, you do not. Well, I, it does not come off you. And I've spent you know about an entire movie covered in that stuff. Anyway, one of the first movies I did do was a, a cheap. This is a nice effect. It's a nice, by it's the way. a great no optical. Lines or anything, it's and it's a, it's an, and this uh, her transition is a and, and an she, actual. She's she's working with a real book. Yeah, that's actually 
yeah. more impressive than I've realized before. Yeah, and her transi- <laughs> and her transition is a total in-camera puppet transition. Uh-huh. Um, but the that that thing he's carrying the the gizmo with the with the lighting arms. The first movie I ever really worked on the real movie. Um, I worked got went in to talk about working on the art department, and a guy handed me that, which I think I think he was the guy who actually had originally built it, and he handed it to me. And I, of course, I knew it because I just seen it in a movie like a year before that. And I'm like, holy shit! And then it lights up and it does exactly what you see it do. It's all practical. And he said, could you build something like that? And I said, you bet. Which was a total lie because I had no <laughs> clue. I just like playing with it. Um, but I got the job anyway. So nice. Anyway, so here's the. Here's I, I love the fact, by the way, and this is this is a recurring thing throughout here, is that they don't actually have any idea what to do next. <laughs> yeah, like they, they yeah. get to a certain point and they're like, "All right, we're yeah. gonna find a ghost," and then they find it. This, they're like, yeah, oh. "This has never really happened." So what do we and do? Then, and then when they build their equipment, they're like, "We don't actually know if this works or what <laughs> yeah. it will do." What's it all does. theory? It's never <laughs> yeah, had to exactly. be practical. And this is a, this is a great joke. You know, get her. That was your whole plan. Get her. Get her. Trey, you went into it a little bit, but I want to hear a little bit more about why is the goose so so heinous? Just because it, it, it's made to it's made to just stick and cling and never never dry is it just out. Sort of like and, a powdery, add water and it makes it gross. Well, there's different stuff? versions. The ultra slime is more of a chemically kind of thing. Um, Methicil is really is actually food additive. It's just basically a glorified cornstarch. Um, if you've had a shake from McDonald's, you've swigged down Methicil because uh, that's what makes food thick. So on The Blob, which is a movie that we did, I did not long after this, a couple years later, um, The Blob is basically mostly methicil, but it's like, it's like covering yourself in Elmer's glue. It, it, it's, it's like napalm in that it doesn't just rinse off with water because it clings, and then when it dries up, it's like you end up with this like alligator scab flesh all over you. Um, and that's what either, it's either methicil or it's some variation of ultra slime, which is a commercial product. Um, which is a little easier to clean up, but still no fun. It really is like mucus. It just feels exactly like mucus. So it's just stuff you don't want on you. If you, if you, anytime I see a movie, any movie I see, and this movie is certainly a prime candidate where care, where actors or anyone gets that stuff on them. I, I, feel, I, say this I feel their pain. I, I've said this I totally line feel their pain. I said this line before. I'm going to take back some of the things I've said about you. <laughs> yeah, you you've earned it. You've earned it. And I love how he, he rewards them with a candy bar. Yeah, you've earned it is a, is a recurring phrase with me with to this day. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, among the right people who get the reference. Yeah. You know, like, you've, you've earned, earned it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame though when you do it. And they don't get it because then you just. He, I always thought he looked, like an idiot. I always thought he looked like the scary monkey ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one of the monkeys from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, anyway, the story about uh, uh, the thing about Ghostbusters two. Yeah, that, what's that story? I don't think I know. Well, it, it was just that uh, Murray again really lo- actually just really liked the Venkman character and all that, and he mm. enjoyed making Ghostbusters, and uh, you know he thought it was a lot of fun. And then when Ghostbusters two came around, they. Because it was uh, because the first one had been so successful, they were basically like, "All right, we want it bigger. We want more effects and stuff like that." Which clearly and, that's yeah, true. And they literally, he said, he's like, "They they the effects guys got the script first, and it was mm. gone. It was out of our hands. You know, yeah. it was like we had it, we couldn't." It, it wasn't about shooting and riffing and that whole thing. It's like hit your mark because there's going to be an effect here and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And he's like, "It totally it, it it wasn't any fun to shoot, and it totally." Like disrespected these characters, and he was just—he was so angry about it. He's like, "I'm not doing that again." Oh, good. Um, In that case, good for him. Yeah. And then, but then uh, he uh, was—he was doing a thing for City of Ember, and like (laughs) people asked him about Ghostbusters Three, and that's when he told that story. And he was like, "But you know, 
I think the wounds have healed. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone everyone just lost their shit over it. He's mm. like, yeah, I, I did the video game, and that was fun, and I found myself, like, I was walking down the street and, like, whistling the song. Like, it was just a lot of fun. So. Also, one would hope that, you know, in, in, nowadays that you can go back to being very freeform and still be doing visual effects at the same time. I mean, you know, in the time that this yeah. was made, you know, this is pre-digital, it's optical compositing. Yeah, when actors had to, like, stand here, that's it. That's don't all move. you don't freaking move. Um, you know, Roto is painful as all hell, and you know, not that it's easy now, but you think it's you think it's hard right. now. But you do have a lot more flexibility and yeah, and the and ability to go back after the fact. Well, the concept of, the concept of three D yeah. motion tracking is like yeah. you know, it's is a breakthrough that they didn't have on this kind of movie. So so yeah, that was that was a large part of it. Green screen shooting, anything is very grueling, especially uh, in them days. So so I can understand that, but it, it, he also I think would be nowadays we do have movies where people go, yeah, just improvise. We'll you know. Put it in later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Even when, even when they they probably ought to be a little more. <laughs> they ought to not do that. Yeah. This There's, firehouse, the, the exterior is in New York. The interior is in L.A. As, I, as is often the case. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Now, is this a? Does anyone know their trivia well enough? Is this a real working firehouse to this day? Is it just a firehouse building? I think it's. Is it even uh, still I think there? It's abandoned, but it's still there. It's uh, still there. You can still yeah. go there to both of them. Adam Bertacci on the boards. Likes he's to, the Ghostbuster guy. And he yeah, he's in the New huge York, right? Ghostbusters yeah. guy. He, and I, he, and I, uh, he likes to go around there every now and then. And before TFN, I was on the Ghostbusters web boards. He and I knew each other from there. Oh, wow. And oh, he, and and he go way back. <clears throat> yeah, wow. he and I actually, um, uh, I was saying I wrote a Ghostbusters 3 script, and so did he. So we're like, we were, and we were like the first two to do it. Um, <laughs> and that, now like, that's kind of a cottage industry, too. <laughs> like, you can find any number of people who've done it since then, but... Back then, it was a big deal. And I did it in text, like notepad. There was no final and, and like, draft. proper format? Like, <laughs> yeah, proper format. I copied it from... I didn't even do tabbing. I went space, 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 space. There we go. Space, so there's space, there's, space. The, there's the creature's tooth with the line in the street kind mm-hmm. of bleeding through it just a little bit. But, you know, well It doesn't look as bad as on DVD. Well, yeah. But well, by the time this comes out, uh, the Blu-ray may have been released. Or by the time people listen to it, mm. it may have been released. And then you might see it. Or they yeah. might do a special edition on it. Who knows? I, you know, it's, that, that's, there's so much effort involved in that. I mean, I think they would make a bigger deal out of that if they were to. That's true. You know, they're, they're going to crack open the master and we're going to redo that one little thing where the tooth. <laughs> they they might fix some other matte lines and well, stuff. Yeah. How much? How much shit did they do to Star Wars and they didn't fix the Vader's lightsaber? <laughs> in what way? In, oh, uh, the, the where it's not there at all. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, when he fights door. Kenobi and it's yeah. like white and yeah, like oh my god, this right is now, such a brilliant this, this character. This movie could be yeah. sealed in a time capsule and would be popped back out in two thousand years, and people would know it's from the eighties because it has Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> oh, but look at and, uh, but look they're at both the, actually the way they're around, dressed too, yeah. and the music. We can't hear the music right yeah. now, but but the music is so eighties. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver was still kind of like you know she was big enough thanks to Alien that was her big breakout, and by then by this point she'd done maybe a couple of other movies, but that no uh, one's heard of anymore. Well, yeah, like uh, the Year of Living Dangerously. I think she'd already done and so on. But this was, you know, still sort of a... This is when Sigourney Weaver was still the, you know, the hot young girl uh, chick for your for your movie. And Rick Moranis, like, was, of course, a, a contem- SCTV contemporary well, right? of Harold yeah. Ramis's as well from SCTV, but not particularly well-known unless you happen to have been watching SCTV until that point. So. He tries so hard. Look at... He, he freaking climbed on the outside of the building to try and get her <laughs> yeah. TV to turn off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll see you later. I'll give you a call. Yeah. <laughs> To this day, I don't know how he didn't get the gig for Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> he was maybe a little old for it. Um, Anthony Edwards and Rick Moranis knockoff? He Robert, was too, Robert Carradine He Jr. was too right for it. Yeah. 
Maybe. People, people saw him. They won't believe that. That's too yeah. perfect. I love their little Inspector Gadget outfit. Well, he'd been around for a while though. At that point, he was. He was. He did not. We would not buy him as college age. Ghostbusters at that time. <coughs> I seem to recall that 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 phone number. They actually set up a thing. Um, even though it's a five five five, but I f- at some point, or maybe it was in the. Uh, in the second one, they used a real number, and you could call it, and there was a little message like, thanks for calling Ghostbusters, and blah, 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 just a little tie-in thing. Now, here comes as I a little bit of foreshadowing. And uh, oh, the, the marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The marshmallow package. But also, uh, here's something that, you know, I, 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 again, the, the crazy phrase, a practical effect, which is <laughs> like, how, how on earth would we make eggs fry on a counter? Um, what if we made it hot while we were shooting? Uh, so, <laughs> so they've just built this countertop that actually has a hidden hot plate burner underneath of it. And the eggs are puppeteered to go, like, vibrate like that. Blow. And then they explode them. And then the counter is hot. And they cook. And that's how you do it. Um, <laughs> in the days... Okay, let's go back to one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then, yes. That kinda, I, I love the fact that, that it's clearly, like, an error system, right, that they did with it. And it, it, it kind of fucked up and started producing bubbles. Yeah, it made, and like, making bubbles. You know what? That's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little air ram system. And it just... just no, just keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it. So. Zool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, That's pretty that cool. Like a, cloud, uh, cloud tank. Kind of cloud like tank. Good logo. cloud tank thing. Well, it would be a company logo now. You're right. Yeah. That's true. I like how their storefront it looks like a church. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it is a municipal building in New York, so it's a... Give them... In fact, I love one of the great movie very cars. Very vibe. Uh, before it It becomes, is one of the great movies. It really awesome. is. It's right the- so, okay, Michael, what kind of car is this? It looks like a hearse. It's a 1959 it's Cadillac hearse. I can't re- I, I, it's, so I it's can't a, it's remember. It's a hearse. It's not, it's not actually an ambulance? It's, it's a hearse. A, okay, yeah, it's nice. a hearse. With a siren? Because I was, well, uh, well, they put they, the they siren tricked on it out, it, but, yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's a hearse because th- that's why it has the... I love the, this um, little list. Yeah. The rings, Those, mufflers, and things. Yeah, everything's broken. Annie Potts. Annie Potts, also a very early role for her. You know, she was not like, oh, you know, I've seen her before. I was kind of like, who's she? It's another great relationship. I just love their little exchange here. What a solid voice, too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the bug eyes thing. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's Don't terrible. Get the bug bug eyes. That one line to the other. You got bug eyes and then sorry. Yeah, sorry about the <laughs> bug eyes thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. You and know. then what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And again, it's like you've read the script. I mean, I, I, I would not have no trouble believing that, that no one ever wrote that down. That, that no, the just, bug eyes thing was totally him. Yeah, there you go. That's not- like any scene he's not in is pretty much on script. <laughs> if yeah. he's in it, it's off. If it's just if it's, it's a shot totally of off. If it's a shot of Bill Murray, <laughs> chances are. I love this. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. <laughs> Brilliant. Totally unaware that she's fucking hitting on him. Yep. And here. And apparently, so were the filmmakers, because in the second one, it didn't work out that way. Yes, yeah. I don't. Well, there's there's very few things in the second one that worked. That's true. At all. So the so second one's all kind of universally don't like the second one, huh? The second one is, is the second one just it. clearly has just like a giant. We all did this for the money. Just like should be just printed across every frame because there's just nothing worthwhile about the second movie, other than love- other than ILM said we can do bigger effects. Yeah, you know. Which he nearly kills himself here. Look, yeah, his, his like he almost heel bites bow. it. Really, yeah, he actually hits the door there. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Sigourney Weaver, I think she's a great actress, and I think she does a great job on Planet Earth as our narrator. Um, for, <laughs> my, for, the, for those of you who aren't in England, when, when, when you're, my, you're saying, what do you mean? Yeah. It's Richard Attenborough. Da- but, uh, uh, isn't it David Attenborough? David Attenborough. Yeah. I don't know, one of the two. My friends, but, uh, my friends were put off by Planet Earth because they, they came in on the wrong episode, and it was just Sigourney Weaver going, Grass. <laughs> Tall grass. Na- nature's green thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just like, this is the boringest fucking thing. <laughs> but, yeah. She is good. She's she's really good. She's I, very good in this. She's of course Alien was her big breakout thing. Um, I, I I had a conversation once on the on the set of a movie where uh, I was talking about what makes a movie a hit or not with a studio executive. And if you want to have a mind bending conversation, try having that one with oh, a you know, studio vice president. See see what the people who actually are in charge of trying to make movie into hits see what they think makes movies into hits. It'll rock your world pretty hard. <laughs> but um, but we were talking about uh, movies and and he said uh, I said for example. Jesus. I said, for example, this is a 25 year old movie, and we are still <laughs> eating still them eating right it. now. Cheez-Its are <laughs> eternal. Um, and I, the studio vice it's president, probably the same box. The studio vice president, he said, he said, well, you know, like, uh, you know, I said, well, like a movie like that broke out and was a huge hit without any stars, and it was, uh, you know, big names was like Alien, you know, sci-fi movie. And he goes, well, that had Sigourney Weaver. And I said, you know, I had to very carefully walk him through. I'm like. Sigourney Weaver became a star because she appeared in Alien because it was her first big movie, and he was like, "Oh, okay, nice I guess painting, I guess so." Uh, a, a, an early set extension, yeah. and they they pushed in on that. Look at that. They did. There was Fancy. movement there. Yep. I feel like we handicap effects artists of yesteryear, don't we? <laughs> really? We're like, ooh, they pushed in, right? And well, you know, they they get credit. Everything's they did a good job. But, Everything's uh, much harder. But we're very proud. Of I that. love this thing. I'm, I'm surprised they never tried to make a toy out of it's it. It's just a piano. <laughs> you mean it's like a squirt the, gun? The, yeah, the, the thing he's got. I think it's a gas detector or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it's supposed to do. And I, I think you really get the sense that neither Bill Murray nor Dr. Venkman know what <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to do. Yeah. They're just kind of going through the, He's like, there's a squ-. And in fact, um, uh, behind the scenes trivia, they literally just put a – for this scene, they just put a bunch of stuff on a table. And he's like, that one. Because that he's like, I feel like that one has the most comedic potential. <laughs> and, and he's probably right. Too. <laughs> so, so he just grabbed this one. Mm. He didn't know what it did. He's like, there's a squeezy thing and a pointy thing. And I'm just going <laughs> to. I can that run with this. Here we scene. go. Stand back and watch me work. The um, and Sigourney Weaver actually has. This the, is a great little little come on that that he does. Yeah. It's a bedroom, but nothing ever happened yeah, in there. What a crime! Sigourney has a Sigourney awesome. has a great come. Her, her summation here later is this whole, the the when she kind of just sums it up just by saying you are so odd. It just like that's how she kind of wraps this whole scene up. I, I like this pegging of him right here. You're more like a game show host yeah. than a scientist. In the in the script that was used car salesman. But uh, clearly, in the moment, she's like You're more like a game show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A line that I always liked here: the, the you don't usually see this behavior in a major appliance. I guess that was a great little line. <laughs> yes, another, are these, are these the, the eggs? eggs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you have if you have two good actors, you can actually do a scene like this where it's like, okay, Sigourney. You just, just run you it. just stay straight with whatever he's going to throw at you. You want to find out why there's ghosts in your apartment. He's going to say some weird, weird shit, and you just roll with it. Let's go. Yeah. You know, if you have two good actors, you can get a scene like this yeah, out of it. Because she, she's in the headspace of being like, yeah. I, I, I would guess that you are so odd was also <laughs> yeah, like, just, she was genuinely yeah, just, just like, like, you are the weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just did a movie with Tom Skerritt and a guy's head on a table, like, and you are weird. I like how Coca-Cola – watch, watch the Coke can because oh. it is so clearly shifted to camera each yeah, time both, they cut. They got both oh, logos. Wow. 
You got that logo? <laughs> they're, they're like, pr- promote it. Bing, <laughs> promote it? Bing, 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 bing. But it's subtle enough to not be quite in your face, but, like, it's, I find it amusing. Now, you know, having been on lots of movie sets, this is not necessarily, you know, product placement. It's Coke is ubiquitous, you know. Go to, go to the Gobi Desert and, you know, ask a guy on a camel, hey, what do you want to drink? He'll oh, go, sure. no, Coca-Cola. No, no, no. Oh, well, but, actually, here's, here's the funny thing. The um, uh, Coca-Cola is the number one most recognized logo worldwide. You know what the second one is? Uh, Mickey Mouse. Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters oh, logo. The logo. Character, okay. Mickey, Character Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Sure. But the logo, the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. symbol, second most recognized Fair after Coke. Wow. Mate, what I'm getting at, though, is, is, is sometimes in a movie, you, know, you need, you know, Coke will say, yeah, we'll send over cases of Coke if you'll put Coke in the movie, you know, and that's fine. Sometimes, though, for other products, you have to get permission. It's the other way around. It's not, please show our product. It's like, wait a minute, are you showing our product in what, what capacity? Yeah. Um, you know, yes, I'm showing you. It's like Coca-Cola. You'll be happy to know we're using our uh, your product in our movie. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is going to uh, be possessed and douche with it. And Coca-Cola <laughs> kind of go, well, wait a minute, that's not the product placement we want. Hold. hold up, back up. Can it? Can it? Well, if it's new Coke, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we understand. Which they which they found out was the only actual use for it. Right. <laughs> this is not. Uh, this isn't a, a movie that's really going to. Uh, uh, call our attention to it like some of the other ones but this is a very competently directed movie as well Ivan Reitman mm-hmm. just kind of gets out of the way yeah, and it's and it's and it's confident uh, when it's when it's dealing with the visual effects stuff it's not a, it's mm-hmm. not afraid to move the camera a little bit when Slimer's there or or you know um, just it, it, it's comfortable. The guy's like, I know it's going to be there, so I'm, I'm going to go with it, as opposed to a lot of people who are still scared of the technology yeah. back and, then. And, and Reitman had, had done, Reitman directed Stripes, and uh, he also, I think, directed Meatballs, which basically were Murray's oh. three other movies to this point. Um, he might have done When the Buffalo Roams somewhere around this point, but uh, he hadn't done many movies at this point. You know, a lot of people don't like Evolution, which is a movie he did the last few years, which is, some people say, was trying to be in the vein of Ghostbusters, but... That was the sense I, I got. Yeah. I actually yeah. really liked Evolution a lot. I wouldn't say I really liked it, but I didn't hate it. Well, hate, I liked David like Duchovny more people than did. most yeah, people. I was like kind of bland to it. I was yeah. like, oh, it's okay. I'm ready to go on my life. Now. I have to. I have to. You know, I read the sin effects with it. Oh, I love this. She's like totally discreet, and then yeah. they make as much yeah. noise yeah. as possible. <laughs> I have to recuse myself from Evolution. I didn't work on it, but Tippett Studio did the creatures. Yeah, I was just saying the creatures are great. Yeah. I love how there's that moment where they're like, what yeah. the fuck Ooh, is that? Oh, we're going to do it. Oh, we're going to slide down the pole. Grail alert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's, He's wearing a suit, too. That can't be fun. We should this is, I love the sound. By the way, sound design in this one, the, the siren and the, the proton packs and the whole thing is, is just phenomenal as well. Um. See, you can't go wrong. Motion. Can't go wrong yeah. with a little, uh, little undercrank there. That, well, yeah. that, that 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 thing could not yeah, make, it, make a corner like that. Yeah, there's no hearse ever built uh, can can uh, make a lot of. Uh... But that was uh, this this uh, basically looks the opposite of what it was written in the script. In the script, it was going to be this. It was going to be black with with purple lights, and it was going to have this low rumble. Uh, of a siren and stuff like that, and it was just going to be this creepy kind of ethereal thing. And instead, it's... So sort of of wanted to be like the Men in Black car before Men in Black was... Yeah. 
Now, the creatures, uh, again, at Boss Film, I believe, did, I don't know if they did all of the effects on this, but they certainly did the optical effects. But um, Steve Johnson, who I then went on to work for when he started his own creature company, and we did The Abyss and some other movies, he, Steve uh, worked on creatures for this. Um, and and the the character the goggles, green the I green the green, bl- uh-huh. the green blobby character that you guys probably know as Slimer, who's the um, Onion Head, was called Onion Head mm-hmm. originally, um, in house. Why? Because that's what they called him. Um, you know, he had a head like an onion. So, but they, yeah, but, they, then, but they didn't mandate out when they come up with the effects company like, hey, we needed a thing. His character named Slimer. No, his, his, his name is not Slimer. Slimer. In the in the script, he was a, actually the potato head. So yeah. weirdly, it became a, an he's onion a, head. He's thing. a ghost. He's a ghost that eats things. And Boss Film said, oh, fact, okay, so maybe he's green and has fact, two arms, and that's all there is to even, him. He's not even. Yeah, yeah. They called mm. him uh, uh, onion, onion head. head. In the script, it's just called the vapor. Yeah. He's oh, just okay. like the ghost okay. who yeah. happens to look which was like another potato. which another reason why I d- you know really have very great <laughs> much distaste for episode two of Ghostbusters because I, by this, then this, they, this yeah, Slimer by then was a cartoon yeah. hero and the kids liked him so they made Slimer into this, an actual character in Ghostbusters two which I thought this was just shot, lamer than uh, lame on on TV always looks wrong because they can't it's, pan and scan prop. it so they always mm-hmm. squish it in yeah and it always it's like wow way to call attention to it. No, there's, a, there's another like really bad pan and scan moment when they first walk in. It's like suck it up, boys. We're the Ghostbusters. Oh, that's <laughs> a, like, that's number two. But yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, you're right. Way to go, Brian. Now this is a. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind number two. I I. I probably because I grew up watching both, so they just kind of. From what I hear, oh god, that the see this is a fantastic reveal of an effect right there, yeah. and and clearly, I. Well, sh- she's saying, oh, what the hell are you doing? I hear she's actually talking to, like, the, the pyrotechnician. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. And they just decided to keep that in because they yeah. thought it was funny. But You uh, didn't tell me that the <laughs> toilet paper was going to fall on me on yeah. fire. I, I, I wonder if the, uh, the animators just thought it was funny to make it these crazy, wavy, uncontrollable things that you can't possibly aim. Like, mm. because, it's, because it's not written that way in the script or anything. It's just, you know, they fire their beams. So it's like, you know, it'd be really hilarious. Even though they're clearly pointing it in a certain direction, if it's just going all over the place <laughs> and destroying everything. Well, I think it's appropriate. Now, now, of course, you know, animators don't usually have the freedom to go, hey, Mr. Reitman, here's what I did for your movie. Right. Um, well, especially not at this time when exactly. they're like, yeah, yeah, we got one shot at this. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, it, it's quite possible that someone said, well, what if it was like this and did a demo? And, you know, Reitman could well have said, oh, that's awesome. You know, the fact that it's, yeah, they, they, they can't really control this stuff. So... So anyway, so this is Onion Head, as he was known then, and he's just a, he's a green screen puppet he's with Slimer. The, he will always be Slimer. Yeah, well, he became Slimer. He, at a certain point. he became Slimer, but it clearly becomes malevolent. I like that he's like has a state change here. Like he yeah. he starts to look different. I like the little touch of little goo on, the, on yeah. the walls. Nice slime. Mm-hmm. I've I've read the physics of Ghostbusters and how ghosts work and stuff like that and. <laughs> Is this uh, a book? Huh? The, no, this? it was an online thing. You oh, okay. know, but, but Another great the, the idea is that the, the <laughs> ectoplasm <laughs> nice. is made of, um, is primarily electrons, and that's why the proton packs work. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, because they neutralize the, the, the charge? Is mm-hmm. that the idea? Well, it, it, it's attracted to them, and it, it, it ah. pulls them in. And uh, uh, that's, that's also why ghosts can walk through walls, because the electrons that they're made of are so much smaller than the atoms of, of all the material around them. Yeah. Now, 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 what that actually is is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. 
No, it's fine. Earlier today, I was reading a, an online thread that was debating the metric tonnage of the Enterprise, so I can't. Well, I can't say. At anything. least there's something there, there was real a, to hook on. There to was a funny, uh, a funny bit in the script that wasn't used. He's like, "Don't move, it won't hurt you." And the, and Venkman goes, "How did you? How do you know that?" And he's like, "I'm just guessing." Yeah, I'm just, I don't <laughs> like, know. <laughs> yeah. Now this again, it, you know, this is a great scene, and this this is probably like to me, and I'm, I wasn't there, and I don't know for sure, but I'm feeling, I figured that Murray after this scene said, "Okay, don't ever put that stuff on me ever, ever again." As he yeah. rolls around, you can see that his pack is clearly made of foam underneath him. No, no kidding. All right, which would make sense because I wouldn't right. want, I wouldn't want to lie down on one of those on a floor. No, or do I st- built one of those, or do stunts in it, or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, you know, how people take uh, computers and mod them, especially for like land parties, they'll like. Put them in like elaborately modded cases that they can, can, uh, can then carry around to land parties wherever. Have you ever I, seen those? I, my honest answer to that is I have no idea what you're talking about. But go ahead, <laughs> for the well, benefit of people who probably do. Well, it's only a, HUD here. It's a yeah. thing that people do. I've always wanted to take a computer and mod it into a proton pack. And just that would be cool. Carry it around, and then your gun could be your keyboard. Great. I like it, and surely someone out and there has Sally done. Sally Jenkins would take you to the prom. Yeah, and your no, whole... Sally Jenkins your would ask me would to finally the... understand. Gonna to be the... the future soon. What's the dance where the girls ask you out? Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins dance. This is really such a weird concept, like this this whole movie, because it's a comedy. But they're like, all right, we're going to. <laughs> We, they, they've got they've got lasers. Yeah. Well, it's a very, is it, so is it in space? No, no, no. It's a very, it's lasers, and they use them to fight ghosts. It's a very eighties comedy in that it's you know it's funny when we blow up the rich people's things. Right. Um, you know, it's like eighties was very much you know the underdog. You know, becoming a victor basically because the rich people were always the bad guys in '80s movies. You know, it's like the yeah, the, Caddyshack the and- rich snooty people were the ones you wanted to bring down to your level. So it's like on The Simpsons, where he's, where he's, uh, he gets obsessed with those college movies before he has to go back to college. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's those, like it's not like damn dean, that damn dean is the dean is bring us down. No, the dean's great. So so this I always thought I always thought this was myself. I always thought this was kind of a mean spirited scene because I mean these hotel people did not ask to be haunted by ghosts, <laughs> you know, and they haven't really, other than being a little snooty, but they did call and say, yes, come down and get rid of our ghosts. Right. So I never took that much pleasure out of the fact that this ballroom and presumably someone's wedding is, <laughs> is being destroyed well, by the... Pay, nah, you know, it. plenty of money, you know. See, there you go. See, you got, fuck those rich bill. people. They're rich. Ah, they got another ballroom. You probably like Obama's <laughs> tax cut plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do too, by the way, but that's Because right. I'm not rich either. So... It was oh, always this, just just me. Just, there always seemed to be something a little a little here, like here he goes. Yeah, are we supposed to take such delight in this the much destruction of property? Standing. Yeah, and the flowers the are still standing. standing. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh God, I love all the designs. I looked in at this. the. I looked. At I'm the, sure they're going to clean them up for yeah. for number three, but I just love how cobbled together it all feels. Yeah. I like. I looked at the trap ray as another one of my catchphrases I, I love still that, to this day. Uh, that I just I love that moment where. There's no hesitation. He goes, whatever you do, don't look at the trap. Instantly. <laughs> yeah, instantly. Boom. I look at the trap, I right? I the trap, right? Which, again, I think it's just a great joke because it just underscores that even the things that they think are bad, like crossing the streams, et cetera, they don't even know if that's really no. bad or, you know. <laughs> he's, he's so scared. He's probably, staring right yeah. at it. <laughs> As he says it. It's probably not a good idea to look at the trap, so don't. But, well, he did and he lived, so I guess it's I don't all understand right. how they can possibly not cross the streams frankly yeah. yes i've always yeah. wondered that myself <laughs> like yeah. like especially when it's tied around a ghost like that like how do they not how do they not cross mm. although i guess if they're all proton streams then they're yeah. they're 
once again, naturally not going to. Want once again, to you're seeing the problem when theoretical concepts suddenly have to have be used in the real yeah. world. Shut up with your protons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of oh, that one's so bad. After <laughs> fucking. Now, a movie that I like that I actually even nominated. This is, uh, by the way, Ghost. The, their attitude is so true of, of yeah. people in freelance and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like, can you do this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. Do it's, it all the time. They, they, the vibe is absolutely <laughs> exterminators. You know, that's right. exactly the vibe they're having. It's like, oh, this guy, yeah, he gave us a, quite a fight. Yeah, he's a poor little guy. He's just trying to build a nest. Oh, yeah, and they're totally giving you, like, making a rundown. They, they <laughs> Watch, Egon tells him how much to charge. Look what he's doing. <laughs> like, he has no idea what to say. Yeah. And Egon is still like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they so they just ding these people for five thousand dollars and destroyed their ballroom. I think they just I don't know. I have just a, I have a moral problem with that. I don't fuck the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hotels, screw them. Again, another instance of very questionable morals. In <laughs> exactly. Movie. Five, another for the list of heroes that really actually should be brought up on some charges. <laughs> now here's a here's a scene that's just kind of like. Almost legitimately creepy and weird, you know, which is which is I like myself, you know, that a movie that's a comedy that's about ghosts suddenly will kind of get actually scary. Yeah, (laughs) I love him. Does that guy know he's in a movie or not? You know, it doesn't matter because it works for this clip, you know. So that was actually a a, I guess we'll get to the scene of Sigourney Weaver in her, her possession. That wasn't the actual scene, although it begins that way, but. Now, there's a, is it in this sequence? Again, Steve Johnson, who I worked for later, did a lot of the creature stuff on this. Um, I think it's in the, I think it's the scene I'm, gonna, I'm thinking of is in the, toward the end when all the spooks are released and New York is just being overrun by all the different spooks and so uh-huh. on. Um, there's, there was a, a cat- Fucking Larry King. He was going to show about this. It's still Larry King. Can you imagine? <laughs> Larry King. That's right. But his hair isn't white. He used to be a person. Look what at is- that. <laughs> And get Rockefeller Center. Look, look, look. I'm pretty sure they stole this because a bunch of guys come walking up behind him. I think they were running away from these guys who were trying to get them out of the park. Because you see these guys kind of sweep in behind him and it's like, oh shit, go. (laughs) Stop filming, stop filming. Uh, Steve Johnson had a, we had a a joke phrase on uh, the abyss, which was uh, the the creature, if you're a creature effects guy and you don't know how to do an effect any other way, the joke was, well, we'll just shoot it upside down and backwards in a water tank. Which was a Steve Johnson, which was one of Steve's jokes from this because they actually did one of their shots of a ghost. It's the ghost that comes out of the manhole cover is actually shot upside down and backwards in a water tank. Um, and then there came a day on the abyss when we were shooting one of our creatures. It turned out we were shooting him upside down and backwards in a water tank. And I was like, hey, Steve, look, we're shooting upside down and backwards in a water tank. Because that was always the running joke. Is like, how do you think we're going to do this like dog? Well, we'll probably just shoot it upside down and backwards in a water tank. So every so often in the practical effects world, you do end up shooting something upside down and backwards in a water tank. There's at least one. This scene now, here. this scene here, if I, the story I understand is this is how they got there. They would have been a PG movie. Mm-hmm. And they added this. Obviously, this, this well, scene. Well, no, this was going to be a scene. This scene relates to nothing whatsoever to well, the rest the, of the, the movie. The thing is, it was going to be a scene. It was, it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was going to be later in the movie when uh, they've, got, uh, they've already got Winston. And uh, they go to this this place. His eyes. Look at his eyes. Yeah, they go to this. They go to this place where um, where like this this old uh, you know Civil War the, in Virginia or something, right? Mm. And uh, you know Winston takes one room and he takes the other and he gets all dressed up in the admiral costume and stuff like that. And then he gets blown by a ghost. <laughs> um, 
that was a whole scene, and they're like, uh, that's like 10 minutes that don't need to be in there. Yeah. Um, so they just reduced it to that one because they thought him getting blown by a ghost was funny. Well, so they I, just as I understand it, it no, they, they deliberately stuck that scene in there because it is just obviously a throwaway scene because they had to – That's otherwise this would be a PG movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, or or G movie. It's, it was either the break. Uh, it was the break between G and PG or PG and PG thirteen. I would say PG and PG thirteen. Yeah, because they used some curse words. And because they didn't want, you know, they didn't want to be, you know, kids movie at the box office. So it's like, okay, uh, let's see. We'll put in one blowjob gag, and that'll get us to the PG thirteen. You know, With that's inter- I, lo- I love that he is so totally over the the joke was going to be you don't yeah. really hear it but he was totally overqualified <laughs> right yeah he's in exactly every way right i mean it's the same i mean that's why the the completely unrelated christian that, bale what are you doing doesn't here? even it doesn't even match the rest of the movie that's the shot of the severed he was arm five anyway yeah the severed arm on the barroom floor in in uh, in star wars is just to get the pg rating otherwise star wars would have been a g which and meant has, kids movie and it has unf- and it has flummoxed <laughs> fanboys ever since because yeah. they're like why is it bleeding yeah why is it bleeding and why doesn't the floor match and why doesn't the lighting match hollow yeah exactly to me because it's an insert shot just before release so they could get a pg-13 a pg rating so it doesn't have anything to do with anything in the rest of the movie it wasn't shot at the same time so again that's interesting that that they were that back in the day they were like how can we make this movie less acceptable well, it's still and the nowadays case. It's still they're the like now. nowadays they're like all right, all right. Which of these blowjob gags do we have to cut? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's like, before we can get our R. It's the, <laughs> the 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 G is still you know you know show me a show me a show me a teenager that's going to go to a G movie. You know, I mean even well, Pixar. Yeah. Well, aren't Pixar movie, did, are Pixar movies always G? Uh, I think they are. Didn't uh, I believe they are PG? Yep. For cartoon violence or whatever. By the way, I'm still here. That's, that's right. Well, feel free to speak up. I don't know anything about this movie. Okay. You guys are doing fine. All right, that's fine. So now, Minion of Gold. All, all the discussion of are you the key. This masters? is great. They, they just throw in they, they, this quick, very weird stuff, but they they throw <laughs> it in just just easily and, and casually enough that it's like okay, it's more or less ancient god kind of accurate I gotcha. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, aside from the fact that neither of these deities exist, but like the, right. the but Sumeria, okay. yeah, we're not going to be that bold on our show, Michael. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's no, right. No. Yeah. Oh, we're just yeah, going to automatically. True. Oh, you have to oh, prove sorry. they don't. I have to prove that, yeah, yeah. Automatically rule out someone's god. I mean, I suppose from, you know, don't, you're going to tell me that the, the world isn't on the back of four elephants on top of a turtle. And what's below the turtle? Heat. <laughs> just turtles all the way down. Oh. No, no, no. It's, uh, <laughs> god, what, where did I read? It's bigger I think turtles. It was, uh, no, I think it was uh, Bertrand Russell who said that. He was like, um, you know, you ask the uh, was that Hindu or I, Hindu I believe it's mythology? Hindu. Yeah. You know, you you ask the Hindu shaman what is the world resting on. He says four horses. Was it? It's elephants. Elephants. Four elephants. And what are they resting on? Uh, a, a giant turtle. And what's the turtle resting on? Let's change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the usual, the, the other version of that joke is, uh, what's that turtle on? He's like, well, he's on a bigger turtle. He's like, well, what's that turtle on? He's on a bigger turtle. He's like, what's under that? He goes, look, you, we can stop here. It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> down to where? You know? Did, did, did and, uh, well, you see the, where they got the sign? And the, jo- the joke, of course, is uh, no, th- there's those great T-shirts. Hanging, but you never oh, see oh, them. Okay. There's those great T-shirts that they have, if you've seen them, that, are, that, are, that, that say, teach the controversy. Oh, and it's, I it's, love those. those and, the, the and the science, wear science. Wear science. So there you go. Light so, is green, trap is clean. Again, yeah. such quick exposition, and it's like this 
it, it's something that could take a very long time to explain if you wanted to go into it, but yeah. it's like, but it look, you it. put it in, there you it press yeah. the button, it's out. Light yeah. is green, trap is clean, yeah. that's what you need to know. When it's red, then This you know. is where we, ke- like, the important part of that scene is this is where we keep the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And if the light goes red, there's a problem. It's bad, and then things will happen. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Now, and, and a movie that I brought is one of our other nominees that's kind of like the serious version of this movie in many ways, and a movie I happen to like. I don't know. It's called Constantine, starring uh, our, our good friend Keanu Reeves. I actually and kind I, of like Constantine. Constantine is kind of like the serious version of Ghostbusters right. in its way. But one of the things about I like their I like the, the visualization of hell that they do in I do, and, and Tippett Studio, by the way. Oh, but I, the uh, the... What I like about Constantine is what you're kind of touching on here is you have these characters and this is their life, that they deal with the paranormal. So they don't spend a lot of time when it's the two of them in a room explaining the paranormal to each other because they already know it. Well, but the, so, thing, is, the thing is you've got Winston who comes in who is well, the that's, character that's that why you introduce for that purpose. Yeah, normally he should be a blonde girl right. you know, to go, and, I don't understand, doctor. Uh, but And, and even, even then they just kind of blow past it. He's like, look, it's yeah. real simple. <laughs> but still, the, <laughs> Press this, pull this, lunch. And, uh, and, yeah, exactly. and then you go to lunch. But, that, but what I like about Constantine Constantine and, and what they do here too is they is is that they they do manage to at least bring in a character like this guy or the mayor or someone that you have to kind of go okay let's reiterate the plot for for the new character for the audience's benefit so, um, to, to catch up because maybe we skipped over a exactly bit and it, but it's, as opposed to bad screenwriting where two characters who know everything and we talked about this before well since your brother your we're brothers and my mom is your mom right. and therefore mom and our mom is dead as you know yeah I mean killed in that horrible accident exactly which so, really the, all, all of those and that's why I chose to become a doctor the as you know scenes exactly. yeah exactly so so uh, this movie does not have a lot of as you know scenes and that's that's just good writing that they they didn't do a lot of those i think it's i think it's interesting that peck is not is not an outright villain until venkman starts to fuck with him (laughs) like this whole a lot of this could have been avoided if venkman weren't such a dick sometimes now this is the thing is if there was but you still love venkman and not this guy nonetheless this this actor william atherton in the 80s william atherton owned the officious prick Part in movies. William Atherton is, of course, from Die Hard. He's the, yes, he's the reporter yes. from Die Hard. He is. Uh, he's also the season saboteur in Hindenburg. That was just more of a straight villainy part. Um, he's also. Uh, he's the uh, nemesis in Real Genius. He's uh, the. Oh, di- this is great. The Twinkie analogy. Yeah, yes. talking about the that's Twinkie. Fantastic. Yeah, and and again, you know, dumbing that's it. A, that's a big Twinkie. Explaining it to the new guy, and, and again, uh, that's but fine. but with easy like not using terms or anything. He's like, look, it's a big fucking yeah, Twinkie. That's a that's a big Twinkie. <laughs> so, but wait, William the- Atherton, who who kind of has you know been kind. He's still around. He's not dead, but uh, you know he was he was the guy. I mean, him and, and Paul Gleason, I believe, was the other fellow, the guy from Breakfast Club, and the other uh, mm-hmm, bad yeah. guy from uh, Die Hard, and so on. Um, they <laughs> they were just the the you know the officious like you know the guy again the '80s authority figure that had to be brought down by the end of the movie. William and Atherton which, owned that role for every movie that got made. And that moment, obviously, the Twinkie is a setup for Bill Murray to go. Well, what about the Twinkie? What about the which proves about the Twinkie? That, which proves the comedy principle that you can make anything funny if you just commit to it and take it seriously and repeat it and repeat it <laughs> you just commit to it and take it seriously as the yeah. character you can make it funny it's big twinkie now we're starting about the, the twinkie? very beginning of reveal of the puppet terror dogs puppet terror dogs this is this is a great little moment here hmm? like that's of course, when when I was a kid, I didn't quite understand the the supernatural stuff. I'm like, wow, that's just been in there the whole <laughs> they, time. They have dogs in their statues. <laughs> you think that would have come out by now? Yeah. 
But no, that's, that's cool. Doing? This is the scene I was thinking of. So this is the scene where Sigourney Weaver gets snatched away by ghosts yes. in a very kind of strange and all practical way, except for some opticals. And, and in kind of a weirdly disturbing way. It's I was genuinely found, scary. I always found this scene yes. kind of disturbing. Yeah. Like it belonged in like a voodoo movie or something. Uh-huh. It had that kind of like, wait, what is it? What is exactly grabbing her here? It's kind of spooky. I, I, I feel like you can, you look at her and she's actually trying not to laugh. Like he cracks her up more than Bill Murray does. <laughs> and also the. Well, okay, wait. Let's please be honest. All right. He's Rick Moranis. <laughs> he is the best person that has ever lived. Yeah. This whole thing was about Rick Moranis, and we're just sort of like here because he was there. It's true. The, the, the theory of evolution states that we were all just to get to Rick Moranis. Yeah. That's why all you'll of this notice every about... single diagram fucking <laughs> ends, ends at Moranis. Ends at but Rick you Moranis. know the sad thing? For, uh, it, it sounds like he's not going to come back for Ghostbusters 3. Aww. Well, Yeah, but that's part of the thing. They don't need to bring back every goddamn character right. for the right. sequel. Yeah. God forbid they make a story that revolves around its own little thing as right. opposed to the other ones. Now this well, it looks like it looks like it is going to revolve around a new team, and it always kind of has the idea of like handing off the mantle or whatever. But before it was, it was like Ben Stiller and Will Smith and all these people now who are like, Rogan. huh? Exactly. No. Now it's the now Judd Apatow gang. It's, it's always going to be Seth Rogen and it's, for a while. And it's well, but but it's like that. Like I, I would think that I wouldn't like that, but I'm like the more I think about it, that might work. That's perfect because they're they're exactly the modern equivalent of what the Ghostbusters team was true, back yeah, then. Just, you know, the big comedy team. Big comedy team. Yeah. If you add some Andy Samberg, then I agree with you. Oh my mm-hmm. God, Andy Samberg in Ghostbusters three would be ba- per- him perfect. and Seth Rogen, perfect. fucking badass. Mm-hmm. I'm I yeah. well, the, uh, you, they've got my ticket no matter what happens. I'm okay with Bill like, Hader in the third role. I'm okay. Get God, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Bill did you Hader. See, not not to insanely date this recording, but did you see the the girlfriends skit a few weeks ago on SNL where they were they were basically sitting at a table in a bar and one of their girlfriends calls and he's like, hey, you, you, oh yeah, yeah. So the, they all the, ended up doing the girlfriend the baby voice, talk, and then it just yeah. became ridiculous where it's like, <laughs> yeah. my boss is oh this is this, my this boss is, is calling. He's a Scotsman. Oh, God, it's, 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 <laughs> Gizmo from the Gremlins is calling. Oh, <laughs> Now I don't know specifically who did this what part, here, but I, would, part, I feel I feel uh, now, now I feel for a, the eight puppeteers who are packed into yeah. a chair. We get a flash of boob here, by the way. Hey, there you Next go. Next shot. Uh, really, boy, you boob. have. Oh, hey, what oh. The, hey, look at that! I think she's wearing a little pink top. Thank but, you, yeah. Michael. Well, you know, of course, the, you. Car, the carpet is to hide it. the to hide the runner that uh, makes the chair gag possible, which is which is great because because the carpet. The way it bunches up, that just kind of adds to it, you know? Yep. It, it adds to the sense of it just rushing forward, the way it's, like, piling up at the base of the chairs. So. Now, now the, the, the terror dogs um, are, are basically things that people, poor puppeteers Here's, such as myself, had to get inside of. Here we've got one, one long shot of Rick Moranis just ranting. Just, just being Rick Moranis. This <laughs> no, is where, whatever. Rick, and this is where they just say, Rick, be a nerd, go. They, they let him, uh, he, he wanted... They, he made them let him write this scene. He was like, I'm going to say my thing, yeah. <laughs> and you just follow me. I believe it was the modern American philosopher, me, who said, <laughs> Oh, he's is, good. What this is all about is Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing. And you're so right. There's an entire. I'm astonished of that species. he got that. It doesn't matter. I don't know where she came from or who she is, but I'm astonished she's at his party. I believe that's Casey Kasem's wife, but. Um, now the the terror dogs, uh, you know, sometimes they are with boobs. Admittedly, oh, I love that he's a he's an accountant, like a tax guy, <laughs> who announces everyone's tax information yep. to everyone else, everyone's financial information. That's what he's doing as he introduces them. 
So the terror dog is part is when it's obviously a real thing right there in the scene. It's a puppet like that. It's a person, you know, puppeteering it from inside. And then other times it's stop motion, which stop motion just has its limitations, and that's just how it is. And then opticals, like there's a shot coming up. It's a little who brought the iffy, dog? You know, ooh, a little transparent there. A little ooh, not so great with the comping, but hey, uh, or with know. the gravity. Yeah, I love that guy. But then pulling it the, right into his nose. Back to the puppet. Now huh. here's a here's a you know and I. I love he abandons all of his guests, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Deal with it yourselves. Now, oh, and this one last bit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a, a puppeteer that I've worked with. This is a woman named Terry, who I, I see every decade or so, and I always see her underneath the floor when we're crammed in together in each other's armpits going, oh, hey, Terry, haven't seen you in 10 years. And literally, I saw her one time, and then I saw her 10 years later on, under a floor on Team America. It's like, hey, Terry, I haven't seen you in 10 years. And so Terry, Terry was one of these dogs. That was one of her main roles, that she got to be, she was a puppeteer. She was hired to do the job. Um, fun fact about... This is, I'm sorry, this is a great moment where he comes the, up and starts knocking on the glass. Yeah, yeah and, and no one, that's New York, day. baby. That's New York for you. Well, well, they, they, they stop conversing and they basically watch, they watch him die. Him. Yeah, and then they go, and back, then they to, go back to eating. Yeah, definitely a commentary a on joke. New York yeah. and the 80s. Um, Terry, Terry is, you know, is in SAG. Puppeteers like me are in SAG, if you're lucky. Um, it was a SAG job. Now, now Terry's uh, uh, husband or fiance at the time told me a joke about how... Um, Terry did this movie. Um, residuals on a movie get paid partly tied to the success of the movie. This turned out to be one of the biggest movies of its year, and then one of the first earliest uh, hits on this new thing called video release as well. And it um, was it, the, the, what we're watching right now is one of the first one of the DVD releases. DVD releases yeah. as well, too. So, but this is back after it came out on video, which was like this new thing, like, uh, you know, and, and there was some, some residuals for that. Um, Terry, who, you know, is a puppeteer who did a dog in, you know, a tenth of the movie, um, but that's tied to box office growth and video sales and everything else. Anyway, her, her husband tells a story about um, Terry went out to get the mail one day and uh, came back in and said, oh, my Ghostbusters residual check came. Pause. And then she goes, uh, Howard, I'm going out for a while. And Howard goes, where are you going? And she goes, going to buy a car. Slam door. <laughs> Her residual check was like this astronomical number wow. because the movie was such a good, you know, huge hit that even someone who was that just a puppeteer sort of, of a that dog. The residual check was paid out actually as opposed to <laughs> Star Wars didn't turn a profit. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That's, that's what unions are all about, man. They, they, they... I love that he tries to look through there like she's still there. <laughs> yeah, what's exactly going on in there? Another fun scene. Definitely a fun scene. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, but now now it's almost reversed. It's like now she's yeah, saying yeah. crazy shit. Yeah, and he's the one going, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, and he's the one trying to play it straight, essentially. Yeah. Now, there's one of, the, one of the more racy lines that cracks me up is coming up in this scene where... where uh, I want you inside me. Yeah. And she, he goes, like, I think way too many people in there yeah. already. <laughs> and much. the other question is, do you, do you want this body? And he goes, is that a trick question? Yeah. So... But yeah, this is a great scene too because it it actually is kind of creepy and weird, which, it's is, creepy and which weird. is great. And at the same time, kind of uh, like David Bowie. At the same time, at the same <laughs> time, Jackson. it's a it's a great um, you know it's like one of those theories you hear where the scene does like three things, right? It, it's you get a sense that he really he's actually does care about her and is very concerned about what's happening. You yeah. know, he could just turn around and leave and be like, fuck this it's too it, weird. It is about as close to a regular old performance as he gives in the entire movie. The, right. The scene. 
He's still being sarcastic. He's like, we never yeah. talk anymore. But it, it feels she's trying to she's trying to jump his, jump his <laughs> yeah. bones, which he kind of wanted. But now he's yeah. like, no, 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 he's no, like, too not, weird, too not weird. like this. Too weird for me. Yeah, this is this is one of those scenes. She that, almost kills herself on the dresser just there. <laughs> like clunk. nearly clonks herself. But. This is one of those scenes as a kid that I watched, <laughs> and I definitely thought. There are things about the world that I do not understand. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. There's, I know there's something here that I don't yeah. quite get yet. Yeah. But it's making me feel funny. But oh, I, I, I like another, it. I like another, it. I don't uh, know why. Another classic, uh, classic line, there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> that's a, something that's adapted. What a lovely singing voice thing. you must have. The, yeah. the, line, the line from this that I use all the time ad nauseum is... Um, it's more of a guideline than a rule, is, uh, is the line that I took away from this one. Yeah, I make like, it a rule I, never to get involved with yeah, possessed Well, people. it's more of a guideline yeah. than a rule, but still. So, and, and she's, like, genuinely, like, disturbing here. It's like she's doing, a, like, a, a very, uh, you know, exorcist-y riff, riff oh, yeah, here. Which is just, really, when, she, when she starts panting, it's just kind of really odd. And, you know, I mean, and I mean in a good way. I went to go see, and Brian went with me, a midnight showing of Aliens, right? At the mm, new bed. Yeah, yeah. So it's fucking rad. And everyone there is the right is a, guys to see the movie with. This is a live effect. Yeah. Like the same way they do is, it in Vegas. Yeah, this basically. is just a yeah, magic trick. The right guys to see it with. And, the cre- and like, they play a bunch of trailers first, and it's freaking great. And everyone's like cheering, and they're going apeshit. Were they period trailers? Were they, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. Well, it was shit that they were going to be showing at the New Bev later on, but that was okay. still you know 80s and all that good stuff. Cool. Some 60s, too. Anyway. Uh, by the way, this was the first time this particular print of the like they just duped off a master, and it's like a brand new print of Aliens. But that's nice. beside the point. Anyway, so the credits are rolling, and it's like Sigourney Weaver. Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> Not even from Michael Bean. All riser. People aren't giving well, it Michael up for Michael Bean. Bean. Michael Bean okay. got some props. Come on, Sigourney Lance Weaver Henderson. Got absolutely nothing. Oh, now that's not Aww. fair. I always I, God, uh, the little is, New is, York details that this random little <laughs> little ska band going on there. Band. I was gonna say ska, but that too, yeah, but that's yeah. not right steel at drum, all. Steel drum, steel drum, steel drum. Yeah, this might okay, be yeah. my favorite moment coming up here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where, yeah it's after Vince Clortho. Yeah. <laughs> Zeldra, oh, Lord of the <laughs> I, I I feel for the poor uh, um, subtitle typer who had to do this scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this bit coming up is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. this, here it is, here it is. Yeah. No perishable aid! <laughs> no, my favorite part is his reaction is, what an asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> The, but uh, yeah, you're screaming. You embarrassing flame. Which is that turned into the like the the generic sign off that the riddle players we would all give to each other whenever we leave. You're like, all right, you're perishing flame. See ya. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the, the and again, it's it's a brilliant comedic idea. It's to take that nebbishy nerdy guy, and now he is the controller of all humankind's destiny. But he's now still he's just as nerdy as he ever was. Now he's basically Shiva. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Shiva. He's he's an. This, this, but, but, a nice little moment. Zip. Yeah, okay, bring him inside. Yeah. Uh, I heard that Harold Ramis's, like mandate for this character was to never smile. N- nothing is ever funny. He never laughs. He never grins, ever. And I, I think that's true. Colander. He sm- I like, I like, the, uh, I like the, the dog on the screen. Yeah. is a nice touch there. Okay. Like, that's something I didn't, never noticed until recently. Mm-hmm. Until a very recent viewing. Brian, there's a dog on the screen. <laughs> what? Nothing. I love I love the the speech he gives here. 
I there was a time where I could do it. The torves and slurs were roasted in the belly of the yeah. Zool that day. That, yeah. Uh, Many shoves and zools were Many roasted. Shoves and knew what it was to be roasted <laughs> in the depths of the slur that day. I can tell you. <laughs> but I knew all the stuff before that too. Like yeah. starting here. <laughs> I love how Lush he just starts torb. throwing out random, incredibly bizarre words. The Mechatrix supplicants. Yeah. Now, see, I, I've had Jehovah's Witnesses come to my front door, and what they say doesn't make any less or more sense than right. this. Right. No. Absolutely. Mm. There was I love how she smiles. Egon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get out of here. There uh, was very briefly in the acting class that I go to a, a guy named Egon. And it was the most awesome thing of uh, all time. Wow. That's Man, a, that's that guy must name. kill himself. He rubs some pizza on his face. <laughs> and again, it's like it's fairly certain that most of this is just putting these actors in a room and going, all right, do all something, right, go. You know, I'm going to put the camera over here and roll it. <laughs> Gonna hit the camera on. I'm gonna go to lunch. <laughs> I'm gonna it go must, to lunch. It, it must be interesting, also in a in a uh, movie like this, especially when they're kind of improving a scene. They're like, okay, um, this time around, which one of us is gonna be the least weird? <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just call that up front, and then we'll go with it. Wait, well, that's which usually right, how you I, do I got dibs on straight men. You guys, go yeah, ahead. that's usually how you do it. Someone has to be like the anchor. It's like, okay, you know, we can't all be weird all the time because then mm. the scene doesn't really go anywhere. So somebody that, that water was boiling in the previous shot, by the way, that he's drinking right <laughs> now. Nice. So a little detail <laughs> where they're like, holy mm-hmm. shit. But yeah, he clearly, you know, it, it's the thing that <laughs> this, this is like he's very dog like, but he's just like, have you ever had like a retriever? <laughs> yeah. You ever encountered like a retriever where a retriever just can't help but bring you things. Even mm-hmm. if there's no dead birds to bring you, they'll bring you something. That's I was thought that was a great touch that Vince is just bringing things. <laughs> yeah. No sound. This just sort scares of me. I lo- I lo- yeah. It's great that he. You know, it's the kind of thing where he drugged his date, right? But he didn't take advantage of yeah. her. He drugged his date to prevent her from taking advantage of him, basically. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out what's wrong with that her. That is an interesting reversal on the usual use of date so rape drugs. Ernie McMillan, right? Uh, his name? I, something like that. Ernie yes, something. Er, no, Ernie Hudson. Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Hudson. Ernie Hudson. So he's... Almost totally Wins- worthless in the actual narrative, and only there to explain the plot to yes, audience. Pretty much, yes. yeah. Okay, pretty good. Because I watched oh, this I, movie well, and I was like, "Wow!" Also, also because he's a transition point. Um, I've I've heard I heard someone say this, and it made total sense that I'd never thought about until recently. It's you know he comes in right around the time because you you need the straight man like like you sure. were saying. Sigourney Weaver is the straight man. Then she gets possessed by a demon. So they're like, "All right, we'll bring in Ernie Hudson to kind of." Uh, you know, overlap, and he takes over as our straight man. As the exposition magnet. Yeah. And then, and then once he gets the score, then the mayor's going to come in, and the mayor's going to become the new exposition right. magnet. Yeah. And Ernie so Hudson will be the one telling the, the story. Ghostbusters to be a group of four or a group of three? General, I, I consider them in my head a group of four, but... The, you, your the head also are, realizes that Ernie's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, Winston. Winston Zeddemore. Winston. Yeah. I, I hope... If if they all come back in the that's a uh, that's a funny thing actually everyone's talking about oh they're all going to come back in the third one and and uh, it, they name all three <laughs> of the white ones <laughs> but they never really Good. bring up Ernie Hudson yeah. so that, you know what but you but know what, what is, though what is he doing Ernie Hudson doing today he's doing well he's doing uh, TV he's done some TV series how uh, did his voiceover work he, yeah he's doing he's doing fine he's like the he's 
I, I don't want to. He'll be, come back. From I don't want him to be like the, the the Billy D. Williams of Ghostbusters, where he's the one like you know doing the talk shows, going, you know, I was in Ghostbusters too. You know, like Billy D.'s like I was actually in Star Wars. If anyone wanted to ask me, they they should. So. Uh, if they bring him back, I hope they make him a worthwhile character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's a good. Although actor. He's he a really he good and actor. he and uh, Ray became like erstwhile partners in the yeah. second one more. Wasn't Ernie Hudson on The Wire? I mean, wasn't that one of his oh, big probably. roles? Um, no, they all kind of look the same. I love this bit where she de- demands a warrant. Oh, there it and is. And he, he rants out. Well, he yeah. rants out all these things just, other than, an, than a yeah. warrant. And she comes down and goes, uh, yeah. he said they have a warrant. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't understand the rest of it. I always like, like seizure of chattels. It's like, wow, I hope that never happens to me, whatever the hell that is. I would not want my chattels to be seized. Now, of course, there's the, uh, here's the, big, the big turning point now. Which is just, and I, I love, it's, a, it's an interesting conceit that, uh, you know, what's the, the true villain in the movie Ghostbusters? The Environmental Protection Agency. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> yeah. That's such a subtle little moment, too, when he calls him dickless. That could just <laughs> yeah. blow right on by yeah. if it weren't for Bill Murray insisting <laughs> with the, with on his like, no, yeah. that was a joke. Yeah, that's right. No, and just in case you missed it, here it comes again. He'll tell you again. I don't understand why they should be held responsible for for someone else doing something, but I don't think they are. You know, this is such a good movie. The sound is off, and we're still getting sucked into it. <laughs> yeah, that's the test of a good. We're getting all silent. And we're like, yeah. Whoa, this is a good God. scene. I, yeah. I wonder yeah, what really this guy scene. has done with his career. He created <laughs> Mystery Science Theater three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it does look a little like Joel, doesn't it? I, I love that. That's that's uh, uh, Peck's. Thing. If he does that again, shoot him. Yeah, and even the cop is like, okay, wait. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, wait, up. hold up. Yeah. <laughs> again, that's New York for you. Yeah, they're like, let's, <laughs> yeah. like, let's get the fuck out of here. Okay, we're going to just be leaving what? the room. What do you guys say we get the fuck out of here? Yeah. And now it's time for... Act three. Montage number two. Yes, exactly. exactly. Act three. This, Act this three. one is very easy yeah, to this, plot. This is an easy <laughs> turning point to spot. I'm pretty sure this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is the second act turning point of <laughs> Ghostbusters? I'm pretty sure it's when the ghosts all come out and the city explodes. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah, it could be. I, I, I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll give you that. I thought maybe it was their date. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray. Bill Murray just <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's not when Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from yeah. those ghosts. Looks like they're running out of a trap code plugin. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody going once? I got it. I believe Rick Moran is exploding. Fred Giant headquarters burns to the ground. <laughs> this is what happens. Oh my god, the pop It's funny how Rick Moranis wears his like long sleeve blue button up shirt with one button up top because that's how like Spanish mechanics do it in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're about to begin a whole festival of uh, ghost montage um, uh-huh. with uh, some witcher. In water tanks, and some of which are upside down and backwards in water tanks. It's funny how in the midst of all this chaos, that Helvetica makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> it, it grounds me. It, it's something familiar. It feels all right. Everything's going to be fine. There's Helvetica. Hey, look, it's a wet street. <laughs> I very rarely see a wet street. I always hear that DPs like to shoot on a wet street, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Usually you see it all the time. Usually you just don't realize it. It's a night yeah. thing, yeah. Oh, is that is that why? Okay, Ramus. Yeah. Shit, because it makes it. Yeah, this I love I love this bit when when Egon completely loses his cool, and he can't even think of anything clever to say. He just screams, "Your mother!" <laughs> <laughs> and comes at him, yeah, impugning the science. <laughs> 
And here we go. This is a little bit of a weird sequence because it kind of looks unlike the ghosts that we've seen, but like these little bits. Like, what the hell is this? These are the yeah, it's flying lens like flares. Encounters, kind of a yeah. It's a very it's well. It's also a, a totally gratuitous scene. I mean, this is one of the scenes that you know when you go this well. Is the Ark of the Covenant. We've got some room left over in the budget. We could you know let's shoot when a couple more have, like an establishing effect shot. Let's shoot a couple more plates of people on New York streets screaming and running from a thing. Um, I believe this is the upside down and backwards in a water tank ghost, the subway ghost. This looks like paper tray. That that guy. So yeah. Wow, so. is it really worth it to do that upside down backwards in a water tank? No other way to do it. So and, <laughs> now it's like nine frames. Yeah, said so you kids today with your computers, you don't know. And then, of course, here's a practical, very nice. Uh huh. It's awesome. Nice, wow, that's nice, actually kind of bad. Nice puppet. It's so adorable how you guys were able to do effects like we can do these days. Exactly. Mm. Except we we. It had to be a grown person to do them. And uh, here comes, uh, I think, Onion Head going to make a return yeah. engagement here. He's got some serious teeth on him. Yeah. Tell you what. Yeah, and this is, that's a legitimately scary shot of Sigourney Weaver. I'm sorry. Yeah. Zombie Sigourney Weaver is a scary thing to look at. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think if you append zombie to any proper noun. <laughs> but zo- who knew that zombie was scary? Pretty much yeah. any proper noun. Zombie preschooler, like- also scary. But, but zombie Sigourney oh Weaver. Oh, my God. Zombie preschoolers that's, is the scariest see, fucking didn't, thing. Didn't a chill just go right there? <laughs> yeah. your, your heart Although, you know something that? interesting? Zombie Megan Fox, strangely okay. With her. <laughs> I don't know. Strangely compelling. Is she chained to a wall and, and yeah. okay. Zombie Schnauzer still even has a weirdness yeah, to it. Yeah. Kind of. No, oh, oh. What about Zombie Ernie Hudson? Zombie Ernie Hudson's scary as hell. That's what I mean. Dude, if you really want to get real, like Zombie Samuel L. Jackson, Zombie, yeah, I went right absolutely to that. Absolutely unstoppable. Zombie Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh God, there's Z- a movie. Yeah, Zombie George Foreman. Watch out. Ooh. Zombie, Mike, go. Zombie Mike Tyson. Zombie They're talking crazy. All the inmates like yeah. Okay. They're like, that's some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. We're getting this so far. The only you, you say, they, they never made them like this. Another line I thought was really good. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. Was a line that always like caught my. Spook Central was yeah. uh, like on on the web in in um, uh, Ghostbusters community. Spook Central. I believe oh, was Spook, that Central, Spook Central was one of them. Yeah. Makes sense. There were more than one. I'm sure. <laughs> the pantheon of online Ghostbuster communities. Yeah. Spook Central was up there, man. Spook Central was one of the best. It was best. in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> Might still be. I haven't I haven't gone back. Now it's Ghostbusters.net. They discovered uh, .net and they're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. It's a Columbia easier. doesn't have this one yet. Yeah. Now, I don't know. What jail is it that they allow you to bring your blueprints into the cell with you? I, I've <laughs> always wondered what, what – That's I guess that's a New York thing. Yeah, New, New York is like yeah. – More feet. Above <laughs> the covers. <laughs> she marks. She clutches. Yes. Yeah, see, I, the even the other are inmates like, are going, damn, I'm just in for murder. What are you guys into? I wonder if that's a... Tobin's spirit guide has come up before. They've, they've established this kind of... Uh, the the usual the, literature. The yeah, Spates catalog yeah. and Tobin's spirit guide. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a D&D monster's manual, I guess. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. like, which, which god could this be? Yeah, hmm. exactly. Evo Shandor. I, I wonder. I was gonna say. I wonder if that's an anagram for something. I never. It's gotta be someone's fucking cousin, man. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would say Ivan Reitman, but there's no S or H. One on sounds that. like a Jew, and one sounds an awful lot like a demon. <laughs> Wait. Are we? I like the really, really <laughs> nonplus black guy. Yeah. Like. Uh, okay. Oh, here comes. Here comes. Speaking of uh, someone who had the the corner on uh, certain. <laughs> Types of roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he hasn't quite come up yet, but uh, uh, Carl Winslow 
is about to to make his way on the scene. <laughs> okay. uh, not his not his real name, of course. Uh, Reginald Del Johnson is his name. The uh, yes. guy who played Carl on uh, uh, Family Matters, and also uh, of course Die Hard. And uh, Die Hard, yeah. and he's a cop. Every <laughs> here, yes. yes. same. He, he owns the cop thing in uh-huh. the eighties. Although in uh, in. The, he he traveled cross country for it, didn't he? Because he was in he was here in in uh, New York, and then it was Chicago for Family Matters, Look, and he had uh, L.A. for Die Hard. He's a cop in every major city. Yeah, exactly. Been transferred around a bit. Every that's a very cool shot. Yeah. Although I, I'm guessing that's not even a uh, that's probably a, a psych, not even a um, might be a translate since they spent a lot of time in this set. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same translate that was outside her window before. It's just now there's no window. That's anymore. true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they were just like, wait a minute, we already have the translite outside there. So, and then and then like you know the, the strange irony that basically Rick Moranis finally does get to sleep yeah. with Sigourney Weaver. That's he the, just will never remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the ultimate, <laughs> and it causes the destruction of the world. Yeah, it brings about, but, <laughs> exactly. as it, as, but as it should really. Yeah, as it does. Yes, if that were to if that were to ever happen. I love how, oh hey stairs. I love how they're like friends now. <laughs> another another great line coming up. Where, where, where do these stairs go? They go up. <laughs> they go up. They go always up. Let, that was a great line. So this is you know this is again we were saying earlier that yeah you can do a comedy and you can have people say funny things and you can have Bill Murray riff around but there's actually it's gotta go somewhere. there's still a yeah. plot going on here where it's like these guys have been totally disgraced and they're in jail except. Uh, it turns out they're, the, they're the only hope your the city has. Your theory is an interesting one, but I think you should watch a little movie called Forty Year Old Virgin. Forty Year Old Virgin is is nothing but plot. Uh, it's pure plot and character. Damn it! That's why Forty Year Old Virgin works so well because it's just it's a great movie that has funny things in it. That's why that's why all of Apatow's films are great because he goes, "Hey, I should write a story and then make it funny." I think I think this is interesting that they're being okay. <laughs> <Here we laughs> just like fuck yeah. it, eh? Yeah. They got nothing to lose. That's what's great about them at this point. They're, 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 they are the, they're the city's only hope. The city just has to get hold of that idea and recognize it. So they've got all the cards, really, is, is what's so funny oh, about and this he scene. Throws, he doesn't even let it go now. Well, that's what I heard. Yes. <laughs> like, let it go. Not let it go. Not helping. It's fantastic. <laughs> what's interesting here is that they're, they, they're being accused of being hucksters. Yeah, exactly. When, when not, it's it's similar to uh, Frighteners, another one we may get around to. Yeah, right? I, I brought it tonight. I was hoping we'd watch it's, it. it. What's interesting about that is like he, it, he he's a huckster, but not in the sense that you'd normally think. Like he's not. <laughs> he is he's, helping. He's not. Yeah. He's helping, and he's not faking the fact that there is a ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's not making that part up. He's just faking the fact that he. You know, he well, he is faking the fact that he's helping. He caused the problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess the best con man would be somebody who has a handle on half the truth. So, you know, <laughs> sure. Here's this half. It's yeah. totally genuine. Well, the, you know, the best lies are, are 80% truth or yeah. something like that. So the, the, this was the problem with, with – and this scene it works just fine here. In this movie, and it's great because, you know, the, literally the city can't help but acknowledge that they're not fakers. Ghosts are real. Clearly that's the case. That's the big, another big failing of Ghostbusters too. is somehow a year later the entire city has managed to forget that ghosts are real and the Ghostbusters are once again disgraced and no one believes in them anymore. So they just – they didn't put any effort into thinking of a new story. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense that how could a marshmallow man walk down the city street a year <laughs> right. ago? But no one believes in ghosts. That was a whole year ago, for Christ's <laughs> sake. You know, we've forgotten all that. It wasn't on the news or anything. Well, it was five years, actually. But yeah, still, okay, so five years, but still. 
But still, it's like I'm sorry. It's like we're talking about. Oh, here comes cats and dogs living. Cats together. and dogs, living, which, which has been this has been recycled. I can't. I don't know how many times someone people have done some kind of riff on this in a movie or a television show. Cats and dogs living together is like a a, a constant. People are always using that. Easily, quietly, we'll enjoy. <laughs> but if I'm right, yeah. I love the fact that that he brings it down to <laughs> yeah. the typical mayor thing. Because voters, yeah, voters, man. Lives <laughs> of millions, millions of registered voters. voters. And it makes perfect sense, again, character thing, that you know Murray being the fast talker all the time, he's the one who's going to do... I love the priest. He's like, yeah. The, the Archbishop yeah. of New York is like, fuck, yeah, yeah. go. You know, Murray, Murray, this is Murray the used car salesman. This is where he's going to, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the man for the job, you know. He's get he's gonna sell this idea to the mayor. I love that little bit right there. You can't tell <laughs> bye. Quite who love, he's pointing yeah, at until like that the, moment. I love the bye is a great bye. I'm gonna miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful line always cracks me up. So there we go. And then we I love the fact that that they're like, "What do you need from me?" And they're no. like, "Oh, the, the army, the, the army, the National Guard, <laughs> and everything." And they never use any of this. Yeah. The army that'll look good. Yeah, that'll look really well. They, well, they they cordon off this the the building, but but again, this again, this is a this is a, it's already cordoned off. Yeah. It's cordoned off right now. This is a this is a uh, you know let's run some red lights. That's why they're like this will feel so cool. Yeah, this this is a great again great construction. It's like we we get to root for these underdogs who are probably going on a suicide mission and have every right to probably just get killed and won't be successful at all. But they get to have this little moment where they get to be little heroes. Cloud tank, you know, beautiful cloud tank. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, I'd, I'd put people a little farther from this building than that <laughs> if I were the police, considering chunks of rubble are already falling off of it. Did we learn nothing from 9-11? Oh, that's oh. right. Those people have very organized signs. <laughs> they do. How they got them done that quickly. I think, well, I think they have them just kind of in the closet just for just for every, every disaster. Those people are – they do. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, those do, people yeah. have nicely printed they signs. They actually do. I'll tell you what. I saw, I've seen a bunch of them on uh, campus at UCLA. They got big signs too. It, they're so big that they have a thing on their belt to set the end of the like sign a into. <laughs> because they can't, they don't want to have to support it all the time because it's so heavy. So they support it like with their hips. I have it also gives thing. them the opportunity to like point and wave their arms yeah. about while. And still these are the, they, the end of the world is nigh, or or well, uh, the end of the world is nigh, or God hates you, and here's why. Well, welcome our vegan brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so. If guys have sex, then Jesus cries or whatever yeah. it is they say. Okay. Now, now, I would think that if, if you have enough time to nicely print and hand letter a sign that says the end of the world is nigh, maybe the end of the world is not so nigh after all. <laughs> if you, yeah, we've been mass producing these for about 15 years. Uh, we got it really down to an art now, and we can just uh, turn them around in a day. Well, how nigh is the end of the world, though, exactly? Well, sometime soon, pretty sure. It's amazing how these people were all skinny once. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. The only one that's really porked out is Ramus. Yeah. The others. I was gonna say Ackroyd. The others have gone. Well, they've gone a bit soft, but Ramus is like a big man now. Ramus's metabolism changed pretty (laughs) hardcore. Switched over. Because he's he's really lanky. Well, that's why he's skinny. He's the one. He's the one who's basically just exclusively gone to directing now. He hardly ever appears on camera. So he was in Orange County on Ecstasy. (laughs) <laughs> he was in, in the movie. By the way, uh, none of them are wearing their gloves right now, but the first thing we see is a gloved is hand them. when it comes back. Now, are they going to do the, the... No, no, I just saw one of them. Had their are they going to do the movie hole trick here? I hope not. I don't Which, remember. This, what, what's the movie hole trick? Well, let's see if they do it. I like, this is like, ooh, j- drop a car on them just for, just for extra <laughs> giggles. That's nasty. This part f- freaks... It still freaks me out right now, but it freaked me out really bad as a kid. And 
when the ground shakes out here. <laughs> you, it, you think of this? The ground is shaking. That's there's a hole. It's, it's going to open up and swallow me like Ghostbusters. I, oh god! Oh okay. god! That's a, that's a pretty hardcore thing, though. It's like you know, Gozer looks down. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see it's, what I can do about this. It's a little gratuitous. Okay, they they kind of did the hand thing, but not so badly. What's, is what's, it? What's the whole? The, thing? the Hollywood. I call the Hollywood hand thing is when you know, and this is a ubiquitous shot when someone falls in a hole and then you want to see if they got out. They always have the shot of the hand coming up, but the hand always rises up and hovers dramatically nice in midair. Yeah. And then clamps onto the rim. Temple of Doom. If you desperately want to get out of a hole, why are you just waving your hand? Why don't you right. just go ahead and grab the rim? It's, it's, a, it's a very movie convention that I love, no it, one actually does in real life. It's very interesting. I mean, it kind of reflects what happened in real life where literally everyone from all walks of life is like, Yeah, Ghostbusters! <laughs> And you got the punk kids next to the the Orthodox Jews yeah, exactly. cheering the you shit out of them. Gotta have the and Orthodox And then, Jews. of course, the beautiful... <laughs> well, that was nice, but here we go. Yeah. That's... And by the way, they captured this quite well in the uh, original NES Ghostbusters video game. Because mm-hmm. you had to... You, you climb the stairs... Which were full of ghosts, by the way, <laughs> wow. by by pressing the B button repeatedly. Each press of the B button was taking a step, and you had to go up all twenty-two floors. And by the way, Jesus. if a single ghost touched any of the four of you, you're dead, and you got to start over. So you got like you couldn't do it without that turbo pad. I don't. I, well, I don't know if you remember the turbo pad, but you guys probably yeah. do. Where you, Honestly, where, you're speaking alien language to me. But go it ahead. was it was a, it was a little pad where instead of the button, like you could flip a switch, and the switch would basically electronically press that button over and over and over again, like okay. at super high speed. That sounds like a vibrator with a thumb on it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't. You don't. It. This was before uh, uh, rumble packs. Oh. No, it wasn't before vibrators. I've seen Father of the Bride, but um, it was before. Uh, it, it, it was before Rumble Pack. Nice. What an insanely good landing. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely stuck. Well done. Man. I feel like Steve Martin should be in these movies. Rick Moranis yeah, has the same sort of jewel state quality where once he's committed to believing something, I really buy it too. <laughs> where it's like, oh my god, Kaylee's really scared. I'm scared. Yeah. Same thing with Rick Moranis. He is fucking terrified. <laughs> I am right really there with scary. him. Not a, that's a great not a, matte not a bad matte painting yeah. at all, right there. There are some bad matte paintings, and that is not one of them. Mm. I speak in generalities, and no one can say no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Here's the stairs. Go. There are some yeah. Indians, but they aren't all bad. Where do these stairs go? They go up. But I like that he, he takes the moment. He goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, he's on. like, what a dumb question. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna go somewhere else. So it's like, uh, I, he starts towards it and he's like, oh, you go first. <laughs> yeah, you go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring up the rear. It's cool. Hey, I'll cover you. Here's more of our here's more of our rotoscope lightning. I always thought it looked like something dancing, <laughs> and then I saw Oogie Boogie. Oh, and there it you go. Pretty much yeah. like that, but or big trouble in Little China. It, it's interesting because the the ends of the lightning that are supposed that are supposed to be coming from the crown aren't really accurately sticking to it, but the ones that are supposed to hit the door and them oddly are. Here comes Zool. Now Zool is a no uh, Gozer. No, no, no. She's sorry, Gozer. Yes, you're right, Gozer. Well, as a matter me. of fact, I, I heard a uh, uh, joke about that. Um, really? Someone who met someone who what met. Is it? Someone who met Sigourney Weaver or worked with Sigourney Weaver on a on a project 
um, was um, uh, like she she brought some some people uh, over to the to to the place to show them where where Ooh. she was working and what the project and it was a cool thing and uh, she uh, there were, there was a gag about. Um, she said something about not being glad he doesn't like refer to her as Ripley or reference any anything like that, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I, I just have to resist the urge to call you Gozer." And she goes, ah, "I was Zool." <laughs> I'm like, "That's nice. so awesome! Nice, well played." What I was getting at is here the reveal of uh, of Gozer. Um, is uh, is uh, I I never quite got the look on this, and yeah, I still don't quite get why it turns out to be the lead singer from you know Missing Persons who comes In the whole out. Rap. Yeah, it's uh, you know I like the you know, the idea that it, it can be anything it wants to be, and that's cool. But we wanted to be this. Why? I, I just, like I, space oddity. Fuck I kind of want to know why it wanted to be David Bowie. Ground control yeah. of the major Tom. <laughs> Go get her, Ray. Yeah. Great line. Anyway, he checks to see if it worked. <laughs> and I tell you, co- get her, get her. Yeah, that's, how it that's works. your whole plan. Yeah. So, and coming up is is of all the lines <laughs> of all the lines in this movie that I keep have stolen to this day. The line that's coming up not too long from now that I always steal more than any other is, "I love this plan. I'm proud to be a part of it. I, <laughs> I'm excited to be a part. I'm of it. excited to be a part of it. I've I've used that. Well, see, the nature of lines like that. It's okay if you misquote them because yeah, yeah, people yeah. still get them. So uh, it, it's I use that. Just that one is just deep, deep in my DNA now. So if any, uh, are you a god? Of yeah. course, is the it's beautiful. Someone asked if, if you are a god. god you, you say yes. yes. Now, now, you know, my, of course, my eye goes to the poor people in the, the ten tons of rubber on either side of her, you know, puppeteering. But we'll later get to buy a car, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that really is, you say yes. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Man, that's... I love how she checks first. Gozer's like, can I kill you? <laughs> Just, just let me know because I'm not going to waste yeah, my time. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want if it's another god. She's the opposite you, of Crankor. That's really convenient. <laughs> you approach it a whole different way if they're actually also gods. But then she's kind of a lame god because it's like, well, that's is that all you got? That's your smiting yeah. is to to shove you gently to the edge of the building. <laughs> I mean, I've, we've got some tougher gods than that. I think that we can call. Oh, another great line. Uh, let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things <laughs> okay, downtown. Downtown. Good line. <laughs> Aim for the flat top was yeah. Uh, Pretty much everything. Yeah. they fucking say this is a this is <laughs> a good amazing. line all the way. Got your stick, holding <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that actually is not one of the good lines. But anyway, that's just what the line just was on the screen. Eat them up. Yeah. Oh, every line, every line. It was it was about ten years Do in. You know how hard I I I was uh, again in that community. One of the things was was making accurate props. Oh my god, the discussions they had over finding figuring out how to make the the little plexiglass tubes like they could click them and they would spread <laughs> they out. They would pop like out. That. Yeah. Oh wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> seems I like it seems like the art department must just be insanely good. I mean, if they're having to like really work their asses off to figure out how to probably make a replica. Oh yeah. Seems like the art department's just way ahead of you. <laughs> Yeah, you should probably be an accountant. One of the well, often you know, as you know, most departments I am consistently impressed by is the art department because they have Mm. to do do it. Yeah, I mean they have the Mm. whatever the movie is, they have to make it. Now, on the other hand, people who want to make their own costumes or anything, they often have 
a disadvantage over the art department in that there are probably 97 different versions of the proton packs, as, as Michael pointed out. There's foam ones so they could fall over on them. There's, you know, I'm sure there's proton packs that only have the plastic thing extrude, and that's it. Right, you know, right. And that goes back to the, to the, to the closet again. Um, you know, and can have 57 people with cables just off camera that you can't have with you in, you know, in the main hall at Comic-Con when you want to do it. So, so it's actually harder to make a costume, I think, on your own. Because you don't and have If you the, wanted to do all the things. If you wanted to do everything. That, but, you man, know, I... Because no one will actually ever build a prop that does everything you see it do in a movie. That would be insane. I've and there's no the, need to. You know, I've... I've Watch people come up with the freaking circuit board patterns to figure I've out how to make those people, lights. He says, <laughs> yeah. I, "I can't do it. I don't know that circuit board." Top bit. top men, top, exactly. Top men. But yeah, True I've, I've looked at the patterns. I don't. I'm like, I don't know what this is. But as long as it makes the lights do what they do on the pack, fine. Like, <laughs> awesome. I'll take it. Well, Van Ling, you know, Van Ling, who went on to become a visual effects guy and now is famous, kind of doing DVD stuff. Van Ling got a job as Jim Cameron's assistant because he built. A power loader costume for himself to walk around in that uh, he he managed to demonstrate oh, to Jim Cameron, and Jim Cameron instead of going you are just the geekiest person I've ever met in my life was impressed because Van figured out how to make the calipers work when the calipers on the real one didn't actually work practically. Huh. So, you know, whenever you see the I, calipers closing on the power loader, it's it's an insert shot of a uh-huh. thing that just does that. That's it. They don't actually work on the on the full scale. I love Dan Aykroyd's performance. Look at him. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, now this you is just it. see it in his face yeah. the whole time. He's like, oh. This is a yeah. genius moment. I have to say, as, as, a, as a comedy highlight, sorry. this is a brilliant concept, you know, of writing. This Which like, I think is so. It's so funny and because it's so brilliantly yeah. revealed. Like it's it shot, it's shot seriously. This yeah, it's is how you yeah. would shoot. And the other, and the other thing is like, and the other That's thing it's like, this is a ridiculous idea, but they just made a perfectly plausible explanation for why this is happening within the context <laughs> which, of the show, exactly. which is so yeah. funny. And, and and it's it's the kind of thing where it's like, if this were the first thing to happen, yeah, you'd go. No way this is the dumbest this. movie ever made. But but, but, but now, they've, they've walked you yeah. up to it, so now you're okay with it, and you can laugh and go, okay, and I get it. I'm not saying, you know. Now, Mike, growing up, for me, it was way, way after the fact that I ever <laughs> even realized the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was a joke. For me, growing <laughs> sure. up, that's just, that's what, okay, sure, yeah. that's what it is. He's, that's the Godzilla, yeah. That, yeah, it's the Godzilla in the movie. It's, it's perfectly logical, sure. Was was yeah, it the same? I, was I would it say like one day something's flipped in your head and you're like, oh, I get <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, you watch it. Well, I, I had the experience because I, I love this movie and I would watch it, you know, uh, like once a year on average. And, and every year I would be like, I never realized that they said that before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that that's funny yeah. now. Wait, and he's then, trying then, to have sex with her. Yeah, and then finally, <laughs> and then yeah, at some point I finally realized, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it's a giant staple of marshmallow man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this this has been this has been a kind of the a movie that I, I can keep coming back to because there's all these levels to it where it's like, oh that's cool and effects and pretty and blah 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 and then you slowly realize levels of satire as you get older that you're like, that's that's even funnier than it was before. Like, I, this is this movie isn't getting old; it's getting better mm-hmm. as as I get older. The, the and the facial expressions oh, again, yeah. beautiful puppet work and beautiful suit work. You know, to have this, you know, that he's actually he's, he's still kind of chipper. He's like the Happy Marshmallow Man, and now he's actually on fire. I was like, I kill you. He's actually on fire, and there's some guy in a suit of a marshmallow man on fire. 
being right. shot, climbing a miniature, you know, climbing a miniature building. He's a really angry marshmallow man yeah. up until the end. He just makes that sort of angry baby face now, like. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's a sailor in New York. We get a play There's only one line that I remember from Ghostbusters too that anywhere comes close to that, and that's the one where they at the Statue of Liberty and they've got the Statue of Liberty and they're afraid they're going to damage the Statue of Liberty. And Bill Murray goes, "Oh, she can take it. She's a harbor chick." <laughs> that's one of the few lines in Ghostbusters too that equated to the original. I love this delivery. You said crossing yeah. the streams was bad. Across the streams. Yeah. Stream. So it's yeah. And again, they, this is this is. Yeah, it happens to be a comedy, but what and, you're and, what you're seeing is good screenwriting where they've they've set these pieces a very in place. Slim chance will survive. Yeah. <laughs> they've set they've set these pieces in place, and we understand that these wacky guys are probably going to. And, and as, by the way, as far as they're concerned, here is, here is, here they're is, going right. to kill themselves to save the planet. That's what this right. scene is about. And uh, and and. Winston is getting paid eleven thousand five hundred a year. Not bad for the eighties. It's well, still I'm, for this, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> And I'm sure that's before taxes too. That's yeah. before also, taxes, and it's and it's it's two jobs, yeah. two ghostbusting jobs. How, how if they pay six thousand, if they charge six thousand a job like they do yeah. for the first it's one, it's worth mentioning that if you enjoy this, they get a lot of overhead. Enjoy the the novel John dies at the end, available at your mm-hmm. local book. Oh, oh yeah. and I like his face in the yeah. background. <gasps> oh, good, good. Because he, uh, oh no, Gozer understands. Yeah, goes like no, that, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then the melting, as I always thought, was a great effect. Again, practical. Yeah. yeah. Hitting, a, hitting a snowman with a And, of course, the, the joke here is that there's no way they survived this. <laughs> well, None. Not. There's, there's no do. possible yeah. way that they survived this. Yeah. Man, well, it, much, less, much less anyone in the 10-block radius. I mean, look at the debris, for heaven's sake. Right. Now, of course, we get to our final William, William Atherton. With, with a great, it's not quite a Wilhelm, but it's, quite, it's right up there. Oh my God! Yeah, in this, the background, someone's just. Like, ah, nah, nah. Yeah, it's him. It's in this. <laughs> he lets out this shriek. It's just marshmallow. I mean, come on. Maybe it's boiling hot marshmallow. Maybe he's actually dying. Yeah, they, they dropped some. They, they dropped a lot of marshmallow on somebody. It may not have been him, but that's that's an incredible shot. I hope it wasn't like you know, because if you've ever had a marshmallow like from a campfire, like that that is like napalm. That's basically. Oh, yeah. I like them when they get, when they're on fire. And they're kind of burned and crisp on the outside, oh, yeah. on the inside. Sure. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. And screaming, preferably. <laughs> I want more smoke. Yes, and 100 feet tall and yeah. wiping out the city. <laughs> now, so here's, here's the final here's, joke. Here's Everyone joke. is yeah, completely yeah. encased, except for Bill Murray, who has like a little bit on his shoulder. He's, he's got some on his shoulder and a little on his head. Yeah. It's like, it's like nowadays, they, you know, no one really gets hurt. They just get like the lip cut. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's what it is. Now, this is, but this is, this marshmallow stuff is, looks more like, you know, like shaving wh- cream. Yeah, whipped soap of yeah. some kind or whatever. Not nearly as bad as methasol or ultra slime. They're asking around, you okay? Yeah, yeah. And he even gives him a look. He's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> see what's by. Kind of like the crispy oh, burnt like dog. dog hair. Oh, Venkman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really, uh, that's, that's pretty insensitive there, Ray. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I gotta say. <laughs> but she was a demon. That's gonna Kinda, Something had to be done. Kind of hard to tell who's who with the with the marshmallow on them. Now these are always fun scenes when you have this you know model that's supposed to be destroyed. You you don't get a lot of takes. You know you're hoping that they get it in one. Yeah, they must have been running several cameras on this. I think they probably had several cameras and and certainly some doubles. I'm sure some multiples. Oh sure, yeah. But uh... this stuff always reminds me of like. 
cookie or just the combination of it does look like that. Oreo. It <laughs> yeah. does look like Oreo. It's got the Oreo like crunchy yeah. cookie yeah. look to it. And oh, and oh. they're all covered oh. in, in the the white. Yeah, so it's like an Oreo yeah, thing. Yeah. She's not I too. Love, I love it. I was like, you go, you go help her. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm good here. I've got the girl. For for what she's been through, she actually did all right. She's 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 in pretty good shape. Yeah, she's like, well then, Tara still looks pretty good. Yeah, even still got a little lip gloss there. Doing all right. It'd be funny if she was like, "So you ready for our date?" Because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know. Are we still going out or what? Yeah. I love. Who does your Ghostbusters. <laughs> he tries to be all dignified, and yeah. he just takes it. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, you don't. You this no thing idea. he references, the Tunguska Blast. Now that's real. That's real, although yeah. it occurred in 1911, I think. It's not the mm-hmm. year he says it is, but that's fine. Well, well, you don't know that they're talking Wait, about the, the same Tunguska thing. Blast? Tunguska Blast is, uh, it was a big... It was mysterious. They pretty much decided they know what it is now, but there was a huge aerial blast which flattened hundreds of miles of trees in Siberia in 1911, and no one knew what it was. And now they just figure it was a, it was a meteor that didn't actually ever impact the ground. It exploded just, in yeah, midair. But yeah, for a long time, they were like, some fucking thing blew up yeah, in the sky. Was, you know, alien before spacecraft. We, yeah. So... So there you go. So that's this your, is it. There's your Ghostbusters. Of course, the Ghostbusters theme, which is yeah. is as iconic as anything else. In Pretty the movie. much is, yeah. It's interesting. This movie, there is really no. <laughs> oh, they smoked the like yeah. fucking crazy. Like a, a, by the way, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And then they shifted from cigarettes to cigars because that's more acceptable in the second, in the one. second one. It's yeah. it's funny. It's now weird to see that you know Look, casual smiling. smoking is so odd. You know, it's like yeah. wow, he just lit up a cigarette. That's weird. Oh, poor Lewis. Anyone want to interview me? <laughs> I'm an eyewitness. What's going on? <laughs> really good line. <laughs> <coughs> poor. Yeah. They're like, come on, come on. You're going to no, take, him to, the, the take him to the mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> take him to the mental institution. <laughs> William Anderson, see, we don't even get to find out what the hell happened to William Anderson. He just got covered just, in marshmallow yeah. and he's done. That's it. That's he. He was disgraced, and in and, and, and in then covered the 80s, in, and then covered in marshmallow. That was enough. So. Ghostbusters. And then of course, man, what do you think? Ghostbusters. All right, boys. Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters. You know, we got a, We got another movie that uh, I have not changed my opinion the on. Classic. It's just yeah. It's uh, like like uh, Brian was saying about midway through. Like we weren't even listening to the audio. And we're like, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just just what sitting here. Next? It's very sad. We just turned into just turned into geeks who just kept repeating the dialogue. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I looked at the trap right. Oh, that's funny when he said that. that was good. Uh, so, Remember when he said he looked at the trap? That was awesome. So we we. Yeah, we didn't manage to get too deep with this, uh, but uh, <laughs> not um, really quite the AI analysis. Michael, so yeah. much. in sixty seconds, what is your theory about why this movie worked? Uh, well, like uh, Trey has been saying, it's 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 telling a story, and it's telling a story about real people, relatively real people, even though it's a really weird situation. It's people that people you behaving truthfully. Yes, people be- behaving in a way where you're like, okay, I'm not that guy. So I would probably not behave that way, but I know guys like that, and if they were in this situation, that's exactly what they would do, you know? Um, and, and I think that's it. You can just associate with it, and it's it's surprising how well it works, because it walks this 
it doesn't even walk one line. It walks a bunch of lines. It's it's on comedy and romance and horror and sci-fi and it's it's all these things that could very easily not work. <laughs> but but it just all comes together and it's it's you know a, a classic movie. I've I've never I've never met anyone who doesn't like this movie. Trey, any theories? Um, other than Mike, Michael already reiterated the theory, and I think I still stand by it too. That uh, it's it's just it's a well plotted story, and it's uh, except for the supernatural events that they're responding to, it's a character driven story, which is another thing too. Is the characters are doing things based off of what other characters are doing, so um, as opposed to let's drive down the street for no particular reason because that'll be a funny scene. Um, yeah. And it, it it and it holds it holds up. Uh, it even holds up effects wise. I mean, as as a lot of movies. This is going on thirty years old now. This movie, I mean, twenty five. Uh, wow, this um, year. You know, it's Yikes. it's uh, you know, in some, fact, very very close to when we're recording this, if I'm not mistaken. Probably so. And a lot of movies that age, you know, don't uh, hold up very well. But the ones that do are certified generally what we call classics. You know, there are other examples. Um, and I, I have not sat down and watched this movie in quite some time because there's really been no need because it's pretty much imprinted on my DNA, <laughs> having seen it so many times back in the day. Um, and I, yeah, I don't have any, uh, any, any certainly did not suddenly, oh, this isn't nearly as good as I thought it was. It's like, no, this nope. is exactly as good as I always yeah, yeah. thought it was. It's, it's just, it's a brilliantly made movie. And, and as happened quite often in time, there's a hit. 10,000 other movies and television shows tried to do this afterwards, and 99% of them failed because they just didn't get what made this work. Including Ghostbusters 2. Including Ghostbusters 2, quite frankly. I continue to like this movie, and I've only seen the sequel once, and I didn't care for it that much. But this movie is completely made for me by Bill Murray. Every single thing about Bill Murray makes me laugh. Every single line makes me laugh. The other stuff is great, and everyone else commits to it, and the entire story is kind of funny, and the entire tone of the movie is kind of... Really perfect, but at the end of the day, the thing that I remember is just how it's like. It's not even that he's saying funny things; it's that he's an insanely funny guy, and he's he's just, <laughs> he's just nailing there. it. He's yeah. totally nailing each line. So yeah, he doesn't have to say very funny things; he just says the right thing at the right moment. Very, very funny. <laughs> very, very funny. Brian, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I like what they were saying. I I think it's very telling that as a kid, I was able to watch it, and before any of the comedy ever clicked in my head, I just. I didn't watch it because it was funny. I just I watched it because it was awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Right. And then you know one day or in reality many many days little bits at a time. Starting to realize, wait, yeah, <laughs> wait, things a click, and it's like what this we're is saying, awesomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day you realize that the Stay Fush Marshmallow Man is a joke, and then you yeah, it's then you go back and it works both on both levels, and that's a, that's a real achievement. That's a real accomplishment as a storyteller and as a comedian to be able to tell a story and tell a joke at the same time yeah. and have them both be very very good and I, I, you know as I said about uh, about the Matrix Ghostbusters is another movie that I would consider in and of itself a perfect movie you know it, it does everything that it sets out to do it fulfills every promise it makes the audience it lays out the playground it's going to play in and makes the fullest use it can <laughs> and it doesn't playground. and it doesn't break its own rules right you know it, it does, follows them very that, consistently that, that, that yeah. playground that sandbox yeah. and say. and unlike the matrix they certainly had i think more room to do a sequel they had a little more freedom yeah. to go well what can we do with a sequel and instead they they strangely chose to not really tell they a good story. They chose to make this movie again. Yeah, which is but, but less. a failure on someone's part. I don't yeah. know whose, but uh, but uh, you know maybe maybe if they do a third version, maybe then let's hope. In although, any case. although oddly, a lot of times when I when I mention Ghostbusters three, because I've you know I it, that's 
the idea of a third Ghostbusters has been on my radar since ninety. 6, 97, wow. so like 13 years, people have been like, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually everyone gave up. And now that everyone has given up, they're like, yeah, we'll probably do one. Yeah, sure, what the uh, they, they announced officially that they're going to. Like, so, Is- Sony gave, gave an announcement. They're like, okay, for, for real, guys, we're doing Men in Black 3 and we're doing Ghostbusters 3. Like, wow. they, they, they said it. Like, it's not a rumor anymore. They said they're, they're actively developing it. Um, and the end times will surely be nigh at that yeah. point. But, uh, yeah, we've got signs. I can't remember why I started telling that story. The four trilogies of the apocalypse? About uh, hopefully doing the, the third one, oh, oh, paying I was, off the I, premise better well, than the, right. than the I was, first Right, I was just going to say that, oddly, whenever I bring it up, a lot of people, their reaction is, I thought there were three. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I did too. It does feel like that sometimes. That's a very strange reaction that I've found. But, but they're like, isn't there a Ghostbusters 3? Yeah. And it's like, no. Now, and there, now there, are, there are things in the second one that are funny. But oh, the, sure. But often they're nothing to do with the Ghostbusters. I think, I think the funniest thing in it is, is actually the... the Lewis and Janine? Is uh, yeah, On the, uh, yeah, and, and well, yeah, not, not necessarily. Was, I think they're actually kind of annoying. No, it's the uh, the uh, the art. Uh, the guy who works at the art gallery. Oh God, Janos. Uh, Janos is, is just oh, yeah. Yeah. pretty hysterical. He, yeah. He's Vigo. I mean, he's the guy. Where he's are you the from, one from anyway. Yeah, up on the west side. side. <laughs> he's, he's the guy that gets all the quotable lines. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that you keep, oh, where's the baby? Oh, I'm sorry, I wooed. I mean, yeah. he, he's the one that's, every time he comes on screen, it's funny. Yeah. You know, it works. Um, every The rest of the time is kind of up and down, mm-hmm. so... Anyway, thank you for uh, listening and making it through, and I'm sure we'll come back and do Ghostbusters 2 at some point. Yeah. Hopefully, now that I have to do Ghostbusters that I honestly 3. Have very little uh, oh, how... Boy, the, wow. the day. You know, oh, Crystal Skull for me and Brian will be your Ghostbusters 3, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I just want you to start aiming a little lower every single day, and eventually... <laughs> eventually. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, once again, this I'm has been Down in alive. Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net, or you can find us on iTunes or on our respective Twitters. My name is T. Christie. And I'm Brian Hitter. Mike Scott. And Trey Stokes. And you guys, uh, go in. Bye. You guys are supposed to say bye, too. Otherwise, it just seems like I dumped them. I thought you covered it with go away. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to oh, step on good. that. You pretty much covered it. Once again. Michael, we're done. Say we're done. Say something seriously. We're done. Just cut it. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 here's where we let the MP3 run for like eight minutes of silence, and then there'll be that one person who goes, "Did you listen after the eight minutes of silence?" There's a whole other thing. If you play it backwards. They actually watch Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Friendsinyourhead.com.